all guys gals and non-binary pals welcome to the newest episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast brought to you on youtube on spotify on google and apple Podcasts. i'm austin i'm a knockout watched a lot of wrestling i'm david i'm a noob haven't watched nearly as much wrestling austin do you know why why i i come to wrestling why i keep returning to the to the altar of wrestling do you do you do you do you, do you know why i i do this austin no, I I don't know where this is going. Well, because because you see, I I am someone who leads a a very hectic life. Wrestling, uh, by comparison, gives me a sense of of inner peace. Everything so so organized. Everything always uh, uh on track. Um, everything always uh for example uh neatly uh recorded and kept uh for uh, um uh for 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 posterity and record keeping uh uh po- you know things that make straightforward sense nothing too convoluted i i look forward austin to another another day of uh of of re- remembering why i love this deeply wow. normal insane sport thank you wow that all sounds very nice it all does, I guess it does, does, it does doesn't it I think you're going to have to remember all those sweet feelings a different day because today oh, we are watching oh no. TNA uh, 2012. No, 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 God damn it. No, no. Yep. We are back in 2012. As we continue on with the Claire Lynch storyline. Why isn't AJ Last- Styles ever allowed to just be a normal family man on TV? I don't know. Good question. But Last time we were here, we got the big revelation that 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 AJ Styles and Dixie Carter aren't just not having an affair, that they're actually helping their their drug addict friend Claire Lynch, which is already an insane thing to introduce to a wrestling storyline. Yeah. Um it is actually that former drug addict friend is actually a pregnant and uh gaga she is pregnant with aj styles baby baby. god what oh yep that's a thing don't think about it because the implications are horrifying um yeah so so. last time we were here it was uh july 19th or something or other uh june 20 i I should look up dates on these things more often (laughs) uh June 28th, right. Tonight we're watching July 19th episode of Impact. Oh, and wow. So, a whole lot of time has passed. Like three whole weeks or some shit. Yep, we're um, three weeks in the future now. Uh, hey, hey, Austin, do you want to tell our wonderful viewing audience what happened in well, between love, these two episodes? Well, I'd love to, but apparently the uh-huh. July 5th and July 12th episodes of Impact uh-huh. are just lost media as i uh-huh. couldn't find them online what how why the fuck why just these two episodes uh but yeah. yes but destination x happened in the middle of these in this time frame so i watched that and you know thankfully there were you know you can find wrestling blogs that covered tna in 2012 so i did read up on what happened uh in the in between but i hate doing that i it's a, because the, it's a dark day when you have to lean on the blogosphere of 2012 i do i hate that cuz then i feel like 
it's not in my opinions of what happened are being influenced by the blog writer and not what I'm watching and my oh, sure. feelings on what I'm watching. So I always hate I don't I, I don't I don't know why you would why you would hate that Austin. We we famously you and I are always aligned with what the uh, IWC as a whole has to say. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to skip over the July 5th episode. It's it, not much happens and it's all just building to Destination X anyway. So let's just skip to Destination X. <clears throat> So Destination X, the vast majority of the episode of that pay-per-view is devoted to the X Division Championship Tournament. The first match Mm -hmm. of the show is a four-way match to determine the final qualifier for the X Division Tournament. Basically, like, the fan favorite losers among the people who didn't win (laughs) earlier. It's, It's like a last chance kind of a situation. Wild card shit, got it. Yeah, so the final four are Rubik's, Mason Andrews, Dakota Darso, and Lars only. We obviously we were here last time for those first two. Those last two, I you know, I don't really know them. They're not that big a name to be like, yeah, yeah you should know who they are. I don't even know if they're gonna be on TV going forward. I don't know. No, it's 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 truly hard to tell with TN. Sometimes, yeah. But anyway, Mason Andrews wins the four-way. The future Scorpio Sky wins the four-way Beach. match to get to get into the fight, the eight-man tournament. And then basically, what they do is they have four singles matches, and then the four winners of that compete in an Ultimate X match for the T- X Division Championship. All right. I see. So the uh, next four matches. Hmm. Oh, yeah, saying? we're just we're 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 we're, we're reaching for the Andrews. Thank you. We are. And the four winners of the X Division Championship Tournament semifinal singles matches are Mason Andrews defeating Kid Cash, winning two matches back-to-back, Mr. Andrews. Oh, that's the momentum. Gaga. Kenny King defeating Douglas Williams. Sanjay Dutt defeating Rashad Cameron. <gasps> and Zima Ion defeating Flip Casanova. Now, I mean, you know three of those names I just said. Kenny King... Though um, he was a big Ring of Honor guy, uh, and he would actually come back to TNA in the last couple of years. He was digital media champion like last year um, until he lost the belt to Tommy Dreamer. Oh, great. Ew. I actually he's, don't he's, know Kenny King or Zima Ion. Zima Ion is the DJZ. He's walking wild. Oh, 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 shit. Hey, okay. It's the same fucking guy. Uh, but Zima Ion is more obsessed with hairspray than with DJ equipment, than looking like he belongs in Daft Punk. That's the difference <laughs> between Zima Ion and DJ Z. I, I see. And so at one point he just got fed up with, with the whole hair shit. He's like, fuck it. I'm putting a helmet on. Yes. All right. Character um, arc. I appreciate it. Yeah, Kenny King is just kind of a cocky heelish kind of character, but those are the mm-hmm. four going to the X division championship match. Also, we had a big promo segment from jesse Sorensen. so a couple months back jesse Sorensen, he's just an x division guy he's not honestly not that interesting to me mm. uh but he had a match with zima ion in the match he broke his neck and he comes out to basically just be like i'm okay you know i have a long road to recovery but i will be back and next year i will win De- i will win the world title at destination x using option c is what he promises and uh, he will never wrestle for the company again. Woof! 
yeah, he will kind of as he's recovering from the neck injury, he transitions out of that into being a non wrestling role, and then he's fired in August of 2013. So, fuck you. That's great. I love I love wrestlers getting fired in the middle of their fucking injuries. God damn it. Yeah, he famously alleged that TNA refused to pay any of his medical expenses from when he broke his neck on pay-per-view at a TNA show. Holy shit. I anyway, am not surprised. They so they tease they tease the Zima Ion Jesse Sorensen thing cuz Zima Ion did break his neck and Zima Ion takes this attitude of like, fuck, fuck you, don't care. In fact, I'm going to injure <laughs> more people. That sounds fun. Okay. We'll get more into that in the next, in TNA, next episode of Impact. So before they continue on with the X Division Championship Tournament, we had a Bound for Glory series match between Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. Samoa and Joseph? Okay. The the Samoan. two submission-y boys. Someone's racking yeah. up some big old points tonight. I thought about bringing out the board, but I'm actually going to wait until we cover the BFG series matches for the next episode of Impact. Uh, yes, but Samoan Joseph wins by submission on Kurt Angle by making him pass out to the Coquina Clutch. Yes! And for Joe a brief moment, Samoa Joe was ahead of James Storm, 37 to 36. Wait, fuck. Oh, I thought... Oh, shit. For some reason, I thought James Storm was at, uh, like, 27 or 37 or whatever. Well, he had gotten... He was at, like, 27 last time we were here. He got up to 36 due to house show matches. You know the deal. Oh, Um, oh, yeah. So there are just more house show matches in between. Okay. There are. I'm not going to go over the individual house show matches this time. There's too many house shows... And, and episodes of explosion in between this time. Fucking hell. But Joe has been winning by submission a lot. He's racking up those 10 pointers. Oh my God. And for a brief moment, he was ahead. Now, James Storm did win a house show match to get back up ahead 43-37. But. Thank you. Joe is racking up the, the dubs in this BFG series. Then we had a last man standing match between AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. Basically, CD tried to argue that really he was right because he was he he said that you know AJ and Dixie had a secret and that AJ was having an affair, and both of those things are technically true. So you know, in a in a sense, I was right. AJ's yeah, like sure. this. This is stupid. You're stupid. I'm going to fight you in a last man standing match. And just, just, just as a fuck you. He's like, I'm, I'm ending this. He's just like, you have been on my ass. Cause you're jealous that I beat you last year at destination X. And mm-hmm. we're going to settle this. We're going to, we're done. We're going to be done with this. At destination X. And he beats Christopher Daniels in a last man standing match. Based, very, very based good, very, very bloody fun. And 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 I'm sure it's definitely going to be done now. That's why we're still on this podcast episode. Is how done it is. How yeah, how how like like are we at like well done or is it more of a medium well or maybe it's more of like a medium rare type deal? Oh baby, mm-hmm. 
No. And then the Ultimate X final, uh, Zima Ion wins the Ultimate X match to become the new X Division champion. Fucking who? Uh, I guess it's walking wild. Mr. DJZ. Yeah, no, I know. It's but it's like it's like of all the names here, Zima Ion. Really? God damn it. And then in the title match main event, in a heck of a match, Austin Aries has defeats Bobby Roode to become the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Wow, didn't see that one coming. Uh cast in that option C. And now he's the champ. And I'm sure he's going to stop being annoying now. Totally. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, (laughs) July 12th, 2012 episode, it opens with highlights of Austin Aries becoming, and I quote, the greatest champion that ever lived. So, you know, how did How is this not a heel gimmick? Yeah. Anyway, the first match on the 7-12-2012 episode of TNA is Bully Ray versus Joseph Park. I didn't really talk about it because they said they kind of set it up on the 5th, on jail on July 5th, but they 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 officially made the match an unsanctioned street fight, and Bully Ray actually got a restraining order on Abyss. So in his mind, where none of that bullshit is happening again. As as we know, Abyss is a man to 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 famously uh, heed such uh, such formalities and etiquette. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Bully Ray beats Joseph Park, uh, and in doing so, though after the, is doing so, he busts Joseph Park open. He's bleeding, and after the match, Joseph Park sees the blood on his face, and something changes in him. And he mm-hmm. hits Bully Ray with Abyss's black hole slam before suddenly kind of snapping back and being like, oh, what happened? Oh, uh-huh. Uh, wow. I, you think? No, there's no way. They're definitely brothers. Maybe maybe yeah. somehow his brother's consciousness got inside of him. It's definitely not that they're the same person. Don't, don't yeah. stop, stop thinking that. Yep. Oh, I guess I forgot to, on the seven five episode. Hulk Hogan was giving was given two playing cards from the mysterious masked men, an ace and an eight, kind of confirming the name of the stable, aces and eights. You know, now they know that's who so, that is. Wait, that's such a fucking dorky way to announce your stable. Oh yeah, here are some goddamn playing cards, Hulk okay. Hogan. I mean, you want to know? Well, actually, they announced the name by before that episode of Impact. They created a Twitter account called Aces and Eights, and they shit talk Sting. That is how they actually announced the name. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. That's so much better. So much more dignified. How could I have questioned the coolness of Aces and Eights? No, it's, I'm so sorry for that flagrant disrespect. Speaking of oh, Sting. Oh. Sting is back now, and he is ready to kick some ass of these aces and ace fuckers. He's uh, like, he's like, I didn't appreciate what you said about me on Twitter. Also, I didn't appreciate you put me in the hospital or whatever. But mostly the yeah, Twitter. but that's like that. It's mostly the Twitter thing. Priorities, people. Yeah. Then we had another BFG series match between the Samoan Submission Machine, Samoa Joe, and Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam gets the dub on this one in a roll-up, and Mike Tanay 
kind of puts out there in the ether of maybe Samoa Joe is too focused on going for submission wins and not taking the wins he already had. Not taking Gee, the I wonder why. Which is like, I appreciate that. And that's like the one cool, interesting story thing you can do with submissions and pinfalls being worth different amounts of points. Is yeah. instead of taking the gear then taking the seven, you push it and try to get the 10 and then it costs you. Right? No, it is. It is. It is actually interesting. It's just, it's just also funny. Like, well, geez, I wonder why he would be so focused on that. Maybe yeah. if this tournament were so fucking dumb. Uh, anyway, Daniels and Kazarian come out and they're, and they're determined that this is only the beginning. We have only heard one verse of this story. We haven't even gotten to the chorus. So it, on, on the level of, on the level of done between uh, CD and styles, it's actually, it's blue is not, We're, not at all. We are actually only in the third inning. Of, the, the, <laughs> of this story. when when will cd finish the story anyway aj comes out and is like i and it's christopher daniels tries to put over how like this time i swear i have the facts right aj comes out and is like dude you were a lying dumbass before why would i believe that you have it right this time Especially when I don't remember having sex with Claire. So, why? but then Claire comes out and, uh-oh, confirms that Christopher Daniels is actually correct. That, that, it, that AJ is the father of his, the father of this baby. And we are going to learn more about the circumstances of that on this episode. Well, gee, I wonder what those circumstances could be. Hey, I, listen, AJ just says he doesn't remember the night they had sex. I don't know what that could be implying about their, about what that, about what happened. You know, I can't even, I know, can't imagine what that might imply. You know, on one hand, I am relieved to find out that the most horrifying implications of this are not in fact true, but Gotta say, does not well, inspire all that much. Second most implication, really. most horrifying implication of this. You were too busy wondering if AJ took advantage of Claire that now yeah, you have right. to consider if Claire took advantage of AJ. No, no, no. Fuck off this fucking story. Oh my God. Uh, but hey, we'll get there. Don't you worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Zima Ion had a non-title match with Dakota Darso, got the dub, and then after the match tried to break Darso's arm. Uh, because again, he's now a guy who wants to injure people to show how he's more, dangerous. More arm for the arm god. Somewhere Pentagon okay. is taking notes. Sure. Then Austin Aries has a big old celebratory promo about how he's the new world champion. How this title change will enter a new boom period for professional wrestling. Ha. Uh, <laughs> and then Austin, and then Bobby Roode comes out and he is so apoplectic. Ap- apoc- ah, apoplectic. You got it. Yeah, there and we go. 
seething with rage that all he can do is sputter and yell about how Ares is a fluke. And in fact, only can say the word fluke. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes you seem really cool, Bobby. He, when, is, when... he, is, he, is, ment- he is mentally been driven insane by the loss of his belt. And and soon we will get uh his his gimmick shift to timeless Bobby Roode. Thank you. Yep. And then in the back, Sing and Hogan are talking about how they're gonna take it to aces and eights, and they got new allies, Devon and Garrett Bischoff. So I want to remind y'all what the, the Avengers assembling to stop the aces and eights is old man Hulk Hogan, older man Sting, Devon Dudley, and wait, Garrett Bishop. Wait, is Sting older than Hulk? Actually, no, I think Hulk is actually older. Hulk is think- yeah, yeah, Hulk is Hulk is definitely older. It's because Sting uh, yeah. is still wrestling at 64 that I think of him as an older person than Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, is, okay. Hulk just hit 70. Hulk, Hulk Hogan is the same age as John Travolta. That's a weird feeling. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Old man Sting, older man Hogan, Devon Dudley, and Garrett and, Bischoff. And uh, is, Jack notes definitely not a nepotism dipshit fail son, Garrett we, Bischoff are getting only the best in here to fight the danger that is the aces and eights. A fucking course Eric Bischoff named his goddamn son Garrett. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Also, okay. I hyped this up to you beforehand, but we do, we did get a vignette on the 7-5-2012 episode of Impact. They cover, they explain who Madison's crush has been this entire time. Yeah, I low-key forgot that Madison Rain was here, but uh, nice. Yeah, and I would play a guessing game with you if I thought there was any chance you could possibly guess it, who who this would be talking about. I could not in a million years. Earl Hebner. What? (laughs) Yep. Earl Hebner, Madison Rain, in the 7-5 episode, making out with their old man referee, Earl Hebner. Madison, look, no shame. You, you like an older man, so be it. But what? Why is it gotta be Earl? Why do we have to do this to Earl? Like, we did we not learn our lesson with Mark Henry X May Young? This this shit is weird. Please stop. Not 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 Earl. Anyone but Earl. Oh, okay. Well then, congratulations yeah, to that, the happy couple. Fuck. Isn't that fun? Uh, and then all, yeah, all the, I know the, the, way, the slash fix write themselves, Austin. Any uh, that's not slash because that's hit. It's not a slash fix. Wait, I thought slash slash, fix was... slash is slash is mm. Oh, oh, I did not know that. I just thought it meant no. all spot. Okay. No, no. Slash oh. is specifically MM. Fem slash is FF, as you might have guessed. And, and then. Uh, well, the more you know. Het, het is just het. You, you know oh, well, say. the het writes itself. Thank you for correcting my terminology. Hey, we're only the correct fan, fix, fan fiction terms on this podcast. No, it's very important. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> by the way. 
Brooke Tessmacher is defending the TNA Knockouts title against Gail Kim, if anyone gives a shit. Um, oh, yeah, that was coming down the pike. And Brooke Tessmacher wins and retains the belt. That's hilarious. Uh, and not not does not feel uh, remotely correct. But, you know, fuck you, Gail. You're evil now. And then, David, I'm, I have very... It was announced, and David, I have very bad news for you. Oh, no. Oh, dear. This, epi- oh, this dear. episode is open fight night. <laughs> no! No, God damn it! It's that time of the month yet again! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Impacts, impacts time of the month. Jesus, I can... It, 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 this shit's fucking in reverse because it's giving me cramps. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, then we had a, a, uh, the B, a B, one last BFG series match between Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson Anderson that Kurt Angle won by pinfall. So now, all oh. right, let's, let's review the leaderboard uh, for the current standings of the BFG series after leading up to as of uh what date is it as of july 14 2012 okay all right all right so james storm at 43 oh yeah he got more dubs yep uh james storm at 43 uh samoa Uh, joe is number two at 37 points Kurt Indeed. Angle is in third with 27. Jeff Hardy is in fourth at 21. Mr. Anderson Anderson is in fifth at 16. Uh, Rob Van Dam and Magnus are at 14. Christopher Daniels oh. is sitting at eight and with 12 points. AJ Styles and, and D'Angelo De Niro, the Pope, are at seven. <laughs> and Bully Ray and Robbie E uh, still have zero. Based, based, based. Based. So, we talked about how the matches are uneven on this stupid mm. fucking thing. They mm. Wikipedia assures me that every that unlike last year, where they did not <laughs> unlike round robin. No, Crims like one guy had twenty matches in the BFG series last year. Oh yeah, and that's that. And he fair. came in fourth. So, what are you fucking? <laughs> oh well, there's the proof in the pudding that it's fine for this shit to be so messy. See, it doesn't inherently advantage people. Fuck off. So Wikipedia assures me that this time they all are in order. Okay, that nobody that you know that everybody has the same number of matches by the end. The shit? How many house shows does Robbie E... Do they, how many house show Robbie E matches do they backload onto this thing? Jesus. A lot. He's he's pretty much exclusively losing on a house show matches. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, anyway, geez. they can claim that. And we'll see. But I'm keeping track. That's and an I will. And so far, wrestlers have had between seven and three matches in the BFG mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. The real fun thing is how many of them actually happened on TV. 
I'm not counting that. We're not going that deep in the analysis. Pain. But for fun, take a guess at the two wrestlers who have had seven matches so far. Uh, probably James Storm and Samoan Joseph. Mm, James has only had six. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's Storm and Eric. It's probably Joe and Angle then. Uh, Angle also only had six. It's Samoa Joe and Mr. Anderson. Really? Mr. Anderson right now is two, four, and one. He had a one. He had a draw in his seven matches. So he's at 16, but that's just because of volume of matches at this point. Uh, And then Joe is four and three with Mm -hmm. one pinfall win and three submission wins. The uh, actual winning record. And then, all right, take a wild guess at who are the two people with three matches so far. Uh, Robbie E. and... AJ Styles. You're right on one of those. It's AJ Styles and Bully Ray. Oh shit. Note, I note, I took note of the fact that the two people with the least amount of BFG matches so far are the two people with the most storyline that is happening outside of the BFG series. Funny how that works. Right. Uh so on so yeah, hopefully this evens itself out. It's it, fucked it, up that it doesn't. Uh, I will note that if you do a points per match situation, the standings don't change that much from where we're at. Jeff Hardy goes up to three. Kurt Angle falls to four. Um, LOL. Mr. Anderson falls all the way to ninth if we're including points per match. Wait, what do you mean by points per match? Like, I took the number of points they have divided by the number of matches they've had, kind of kind of even oh. out. Oh, this I insane, see. This, this, like, disparity. Yeah. You can argue it's kind of a predictor, right? Like, if all things stay the same, where would they end up by the time we get to yeah. the end? Okay, I got you. Mr. Anderson, again, falls from fifth to ninth. Um, but if we rank, if we do points per match, he is leaning hard on the fact that he has just had more matches than everybody. Um, just for curiosity here, James Storm four one and one. Samoa in terms of win loss records, Samoa Joe is four and three. Kurt Angle is three and three. Jeff Hardy is three and one. T- Mr. Anderson is two four and one. Rob Van Dam is two and two. Magnus is two and three. Christopher Daniels is two and three. AJ Styles is one and two. Dan- D'Angelo De Niro is one and four. Robbie E is zero oh and five. Bully Ray is zero oh and three. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So there are two fucking um, Jesus. There are there are uh, only three motherfuckers in this with actual winning records. That's really funny. Samoa yes, Joe, James Storman, and, and Jeff Hardy. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. That's that's fucking funny. Everyone's just pretty much everyone's just looking like a bunch of goddamn chumps. Everyone is just, just beating each other. Just grinding out those points as much as they've possibly fucking can. Yeah. But all right, that is the state of the BFG series going into this episode of Impact. Oh yeah. That's real. Uh, that's that's some real. Uh, uh, <laughs> totally, totally, totally normal, normal, normal tournament. Don't. Don't think about it. Then, though, the final segment from the last episode of Impact was Sting came to the ring 
And uh, well, okay, I okay, there is a bit in the in the uh, Rude demands his rematch, and Hogan's like, "How about you prove it next week at Open Fight Night with a non-title match against Aries?" So that's the main. Oh event. my god! The main event of the of Open Fight Night is not an open challenge. Hogan booked it the week before. Once again, Hogan. Well, I guess at least he booked it like in ring this time, right? No, it's backstage in the office, brother. Son of a bitch, Hogan. Also, also they announced that Rude will get his proper title rematch against Aries at Hardcore Justice, the next pay per view. But only if he wins, I assume. No, actually, he can. Uh, what? It does not. It does not. It's he doesn't have to beat Aries next week. This is just, you know, proving he's a better man. I loathe non-title matches and title feuds so fucking much. Ah! Okay. Anyway, okay. Booker of the year. Booker of the year. Anyway, Sting comes to the ring. He's got his fucking bat. And he's like, let's, I'm ready to beat some ass with the aces and eights. And, and, he's, and he's like, you know who else is coming to help me out? Hulk Hogan. And he, he the music hits. Hulk Hogan doesn't come out. Oh we cut God. backstage. And Brooke Hogan is in Hogan's, Hulk's office. Hogan is holding his leg. The aces and eights have taken out Hulk Hogan. Chaos his leg. How is he supposed to drop it on people? Yeah. they. This is officially the point where they write out Hulk Hogan to go get back surgery. Um, oh, really? where the aces and eights have taken out Hulk Hogan, and then Gaga, then they show up and beat Sting's ass in the ring as well. But the big shocking twist here is now there's five of them. Before, when they attacked Sting, before there was only three members of the aces and eights, and now there's five. There are fourth and fifth men. Jesus. Oh no! No, don't you call this an NWO ripoff? Yeah. So, Gaga, there is no Hogan has been defeated already. He has already been taken out of the plot here. Eliminate the leg. He can't drop it on us if it's not there. That's true. And then you know, and now we like how many members of the Aces and Eights are there? Now we don't know. Like we thought it was just the three guys, but now there's more. And I when guess. will we find out who any of these men are? It will be a while. I don't even know if we'll get to that in the uh, in this arc, actually. Wait, that's really funny. They actually stretched this baby out for a long time. The way it's been described to me is that um, the first nine months of Aces and Eights is awesome. The last nine months sucks. I'm glad it's only nine months. Or it's, or it's only 18, 18 months, months all told. I thought I thought Ace and Nates were like a, a very perpetual cancer and impact. They're a very long, you know, all things here. Also, by the way, I was trying to look up this storyline to get the dates right on when they start revealing members. And it's revealed to me that actually Ace and Nates has a meaning besides just kind of thinking they sound cool. It is known as the dead man's hand in poker oh okay when you have two eights and two aces why is that the dead man's hand i'm not reading the definition of that 
All right. Okay, I just, fair enough. I'm just that's just what it says. It's called the dead man's hand. So the symbolism. Now I gotta look that up. Anyway. All right, surely I can find the um uh all right, the take uh when let's see, when do they reveal the members of the um uh, let me see let me see if I find out when they reveal the they start revealing members of the aces and eights, like who they were identified. Okay. They don't they don't reveal the first member of aces and eights until October 14th. And they're gonna we're spend in July. June. Yeah, they're gonna spend five months not telling any not keeping it a secret who are the members of the aces and eights. That's uh that's a really great strategy for putting over these guys. Okay. It could be anyone cool. And honestly, you could argue that once they revealed who was who was in the fucking gang, that it, you know, loses it's 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 much less cool when they start revealing who it actually it is and under there, you know? Cause that's really unfortunate. They kind of suck. They they're they're the worst, actually. Do you wanna do you wanna know? Some of the members, like the original members of the group that they bring that gets revealed, or do you want oh to just leave God. that be? I I do want to know. Hold up. Okay, the first reveal. The first. Let's go with. Let's start with five or six of them. Let's go with that. Right. The okay. first few revealed members of the Aces and Eights: Devon Dudley. Okay. Wes Briscoe. <laughs> oh, that fucker. Sure, I Doc, guess. Doc, aka Luke Gallows. It's Doc. Oh. Mr. Okay. Anderson. Anderson. Mike Nux. Taz. Oh. Garrett Bischoff. I did see that's the thing. I knew Bischoff was fucking in it. So is he playing double agent right now? Yeah, him and Devon both are playing yeah. double agent. Not that we know that right now. Oh, um okay. Oh yeah. So yeah. What a again, this gang this gang was a lot cooler when we could imagine anyone was under those masks and not, you know. Do they give them clubs. any story reason for why they're doing this? I, I, you know, I've never really watched Aces and Eights, the storyline. I just know of it. So, like, I don't, if they give motivations to it, I wouldn't, I couldn't know. Okay, that's fair. That's funny. Well, yeah. that's unfortunate. Maybe, hopefully, they give somewhat of a decent, like, story motivation to actually make this random fucking assortment of dudes feel at all compelling. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, we'll find out. Or I guess we won't. We but won't. Maybe no, later. Is, maybe we'll maybe we do an eight and eight arc one day. Oh, Who knows? How would I even do that? Because again, like I just said, it's like eighteen months. Yeah. Like, how would I even that, try that to do aces and eights as a storyline on this podcast? <laughs> that is that is quite a lot. Okay. Anywho. Anyway. Anyway, then. If you'd like to watch along with us, TNA Plus does have this episode of Impact. I I did double check all the ones yeah, I wanted well, to watch, and they're all there. Uh, I'm going to quickly check if this episode of Impact is on YouTube somehow. 
you never know. Uh, certain uh, certain stuff from it is on there, but not not a couple of segments, but not really the full episode. Um, yeah, so TNA Plus, TNA streaming service, they have most of the episodes of TNA Impact on their streaming service already, including the one we're watching tonight. So uh, when we come back, we will dis- we will be discussing the July 26th, uh, July 19th, July 19th, July 19th is happening again, July 19th. It's happening again. Oh. <laughs> Everyone will know uh, the July 19th, 2012 episode of TNA impact. Oh boy. And we are back. We have finished the July 19th, 2012 episode of TNA impact. This this was this was certainly an episode of TNA Impact, and it yeah. certainly was open fight night. It this is the most tired I've been of open fight night ever, and I've had to watch like three or four of these it's for this just, arc. I it's just tedious, man. Like I, I I'm not like I it's it's just fucking tedious, and it makes no sense, and they keep adding shit. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. And meanwhile, on our Claire Lynch stuff, not a lot happened tonight. But we, but oh, it is, well, it is. Yeah. Re- we're, we're Claire Lynch going from a sympathetic character to absolute heel is is record breaking speeds for this. Yeah, my my neck is broken from the whiplash. Why, 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 why? Mm-hmm. And I ask again, why? We'll get yeah. there, but holy fuck. We will get there. We open the show after the, you know, last like, time on, on TF. Previously yeah. on Impact, which which I want. No, 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 no. Speaking of the Claire Lynch heel turn, uh, I want to point this out from previously on TNA Impact. We get a clip of, of Christopher Daniels confronting AJ Styles with the truth, and we have Claire Lynch on mic screaming, you are the father of this baby, AJ! And then the fucking epic voiceover announced guy goes, is AJ Styles the father of Claire's baby? Br- br- she, ju- she just said that. Br- brother, c- Jesus fucking Christ, pay well, attention. Well, they are, well, okay, they are trying to make you think that she might be lying. Just okay. by association with Daniel, with, with Daniels and Kazarian. A, no. B, the fact it's it's just the fact that it's after she screams you are the father of this baby and the guy goes he doesn't even put emphasis on it he just goes is AJ Styles the father of Claire's baby right like, I mean, right she after did she say it thing. you know she, she did, did just say did it, just you know. like whoa like fuck you are you calling her a liar just because she's a drug addict what's the product guy she yeah, already goddamn. addressed this. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. Now, I don't watch a lot. Now, I haven't been watching TNA recently, but this whole baby thing sure, sure seems like it I'm, came out of nowhere and was I'm randomly getting, booked. I'm getting a lot of questions about my AJ Styles as the father of Claire's baby shirt that is answered by my shirt. <laughs> damn, damn. It, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know where that could have come from. That's a great and very valuable question to ask. Anyway, Taz and Tanae opened the show to update us on what happened with Hogan last week. 
Hogan, they he fractured his pelvis. They broke my penis, dude. They yeah, um, yeah. And which thank you for showing us an up close picture of Hogan's surgical staples three separate fucking times. Oh yeah, right there on his pelvis, you know, near we're so close to bare ass Hogan here. Uh, <laughs> but also, I didn't realize we were in Joker Sting era. No, we're not. Joker Sting is almost exclusively um, a main event. But when he's feuding with, um, I thought Hogan. When he's feuding with it Hogan, like he was like in Joker Sting makeup though. Like it looked like his makeup was more Joker Sting esque. Maybe he had. I didn't really notice it. Maybe he added a, a line or two here. But like proper Joker Sting is like. Very specifically for his feud with Hulk Hogan. Okay, that's fair. And like next year, or no, that already had happened. That had yeah, I was gonna happened. say Bish, Bish, that had already Joker Sting has already happened by now. Okay, um, yes, uh, so rip in peace, Hulk Hogan. Except not actually, he's he's recovering. Um, yeah, and nobody's but nobody's here running the fucking show tonight. Hogan is oh, gone. Oh, we'll get, we'll get to, Dixie oh, we'll is get gone. to that. We will, f- I, they have a line. Yeah. They have a fucking line. This is a little bit further, like into the, into the, the, the goddamn show. But like they, they mention how there is like no authority figure in, in the building, which they, they mention you know, general manager, Hulk Hogan. They mentioned Brooke. They mentioned Dixie's off. Uh, you know, President Dixie is off in NYC. Um, and also they fucking uh they they mentioned Sting too, but they didn't mention what the hell Sting's title was. Uh, unlike everyone else they listed, they're just like, oh, and also Sting's gone. So like, we're getting the line of success. We're getting the line of succession here. Does he have a back? Does he have a backstage role in kayfabe at this point? I think his I think his role is being bros with Hogan. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so also random guy who just is all one of the most veterans of the company is also not here, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I get, I get that, that, that Dixie Carter probably can't just easily reschedule like big meetings with t- with network executives, which is the excuse with they Spike give for TV. why she's not here. But it's really funny that Dixie Carter saw, surely saw what happened last week with Hogan knows Hogan's not going to be there. And it's like, yeah, I'm still going to leave and go to New York. How is there not more of a line of succession? I don't understand. How are there not more motherfuckers to run this shit? I don't know. I guess it's a good thing it's open fight night because the matches more or less book themselves. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We could just fucking just let the just let the five year olds run the asylum. Uh, they, they'll, they'll be fine. Nothing bad ever, nothing bad ever happens when a bunch of beefed up dudes are left to their own devices for a few fucking hours. Oh yeah, it'll be great. This is fine. It's fine. Um, shout out to the absolute legion. Speaking of, speaking of letting the fucking five-year-old run the asylum, shout out to the like utter legion of 13-year-old white boys we get in the front row who just look like they're having... The time of their goddamn lives. They're all in wife beaters or some shit. They're they're fucking like flexing their goddamn like twig muscles. Uh they're 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 drunk on non-alcoholic beer, I'm sure. They're Spice. just having the 
Spike's key demographic is here. Spike's key demo has come out in four. Yeah, they actually, they just came from watching a fucking uh, Thousand Ways to Die marathon in their universal hotel room to come to the impact taping. Yeah, they're not even going to Universal. They just came here for the impact. They just came. True. That's fucking true. Well, they they would go to Universal if if there was a thousand ways to die episode on uh, on you know like dying on a roller coaster. They'll be like, bro, I wonder if I can do that. Uh, yeah. But that's 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 the main attraction here. Uh, anyway, James um, Storm comes out to open the show, which we learn that apparently now now that it is once again open fight night for some ungodly reason and uh and now that we are a decent way into the bfg series uh apparently the wrestlers with the highest point totals get to make the first call out what why do we not see the very like obvious fucking exploit here um and also how how in the fuck do we end up with a round robin uh with open fight night happening multiple times over the course of the bfg series with dudes able to pull shit like this. What the fuck? I I guess it's supposed to be like honor system that you can't challenge anybody that you haven't already challenged. That I did that, I did I did check the scoreboard and they did and like the top accounting for who get like the top four people that were available to make a challenge made a challenge. So like yeah. I missed that on commentary, but that does bear out with who called out yep. people tonight. Yeah, this um, shit is so fucked, and I'll get to more on it later. Yeah, so anyway, Storm comes out here, and he wants to address a few things real quick. James Storm does the WWE opening Raw promo, where you recap <laughs> everything going on in the storylines right now. Every Treat every episode as if it's someone's first. Yeah, the opening exposition promo. He congratulates Aries for winning the belt. And he's like, well, I'm still, you know, I'm still in the lead here in the BFG series. And he's on the fast track to Bound for Glory. But he does call out Bobby Roode because he's like, me winning the world title, that's business. But beating you, that's personal. Um, Yes. Wants to kick the crap out of him. He calls out aces and eights. He's like, they're running around here like it's the wild, wild west. But I know it's not the wild, wild west. Because if it was, I think the cowboy would have a sheriff's badge. So yeah, he's, he's very basically... upset that he can't do police brutality on the aces and eights. <laughs> Just because your gimmick is a cowboy doesn't mean you're most qualified to be the sheriff, James. I Yeah, last I checked, that does not immediately confer uh, uh, any kind of knowledge in the criminal justice system, Jimothy. Um, but he's like, well, I don't have a badge, but I got something that you guys don't have, which is a pair of balls, because I don't attack yeah. people from behind. Also, why is a lack of a badge stop? Well, I guess, wait, well, hold up. He's now begging the question of why the fuck nobody else in power does anything about the Aces and Eights clowns. Somebody should get a sheriff's badge, because clearly yeah. nobody's doing anything. he needs a badge to deal with it, that implies that people with badges have the power to deal with it. Hey, Di- hey Dixie? What? Dixie, Why? Get over here. Too busy meeting with Spike executives. Can't do anything. Uh, but, 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 can't hear you. Oh no, she's got AirPods in. Uh. Uh, and then, you know, he wishes Hogan well and all that. The, the most aggressive he, get well soon I've ever heard. He's like, Hogan, brother. I, I guess he's fucking Southern. Hogan, brother. Get well. Get well soon. 
like Jesus. Yeah. Okay, James. Fuck, I'll try. So James Storm is like, well, I got the saying first my first BF for the BFG series and that he's like, he's got the saying, don't fight the cub, beat up the lion, which is a terrible saying. If given the choice, fight the baby lion. Don't fight the adult lion. What kind of stupid saying is that? Well, well, I mean, the, you could get blindsided by how cute the cub is and be, be, be uh, find yourself unable to fight it. But you know, it's it's the it's the the baby Hitler question. So so you know, maybe he does have a point, just in a weird way. So anyway, his point is that he wants to challenge. He wants to fight the measuring stick in TNA, and the one oh, man wow, who yeah. is that measuring stick, the greatest wrestler to ever step foot in the ring, Kurt Angle. He calls Which, out. Kurt, I was like. I was like, oh shit, that would actually be a really cool match to see. It would. It would probably would have banged. It would. It but pro- probably would have. The music hits and nobody comes out. And they're like, okay, well, geez, I let wonder me try that. what this could They're like, let me try that one more time. <laughs> they hit the music and nobody comes out. And James Storm like yells at the camera guy to go back there and figure out what the fuck is happening. Which, why is that the camera guy's job? I don't know. But the camera guy... Because we, we gotta get the footage. We do get a cool shot of, like, they go to the cameraman's perspective, and they, like, and we watch him walk mm-hmm. all the way up the ramp go, and go backstage to find... He's just holding the camera happening. in, in yeah. proper position the entire time. Doesn't put it down. He's just no, still it, going. But, but, no! Kurt Angle has been beaten down backstage by the aces and eights oh god like, god what the one fuck? guy is like aces and eights motherfucker and they beat him with a lead pipe and um i guess that's just it like james yeah. storm isn't allowed to make another challenge yeah <laughs> which again <laughs> how the fuck does this end up as a gut whatever no, I guess they'll just re- they'll make it up on a house show or something. I don't know. They'll oh, make it up later down the line. But for now, James Storm is just up shit's creek. And that plays a part in where the standings are at the end of the episode. It he didn't get to have a match. I didn't think about um, it that way, but yeah, you're you're entirely fucking right. But whatever. We go to we cut to commercial. And we come back, out comes Samoa Joe. I guess James Storm has just accepted that his one call out didn't work. So you need to get the fuck out. Like, you're done for the night. night. You get one. You get one and that's it. It's not open fights night. You get one call out. And if it doesn't happen, you're just fucked. Get out of here. Then then fuck you. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck. Security. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So ripping pieces. Uh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe comes out and... Well, hey, howdy! Uses the exact fucking exploit that I that I realized as soon as they announced the oh yeah the highest ranking people can challenge because he doesn't call challenge out a uh, he doesn't call out a fucking uh uh, uh Kurt Angle tier motherfucker he calls out the Pope which you know the Pope dicked on uh uh uh, uh Bully Ray and for that I thank him but. But the Pope here is, in terms of, does, of jabroni levels... Samoa, is, Samoa Joe does claim it's because I've always had problems with you. But, I mean, he's had problems with Kurt Angle said, before. He could have... He's had he problems with they already, He already wrestled Kurt Angle. He, he could have he called out anybody under the guise of, I've had problems with you before. Also, what problems? When have we seen this? I don't know. I don't know enough about... I don't know enough about to know the feud between the yeah. Samoa Joe and the Pope. 
But yeah, Samoa Joe, uh, after, uh, instead of learning a lesson, I guess, from the whole, oh, you lost because you tried too hard to, to get the submission thing from last time, he's just like, no, nah, I'll just call out a fucking jabroni instead who I can murderize. Uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's a it's a it's a brief little match. Um, they kind of yeah. it's 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 all right for what how much time it gets. Also, um, Pope like has a fucking like COVID ass face mask with his crosses on it. My man oh, yeah, out totally. here predicting the pandemic, he's predicting the future. That's why. He's uh, how how much money do you think he made in twenty twenty selling his own custom mask line? You know, like probably. I, I want answers. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but anyway. Like it, it's back and forth, kind of striking at each other early. Uh, jo, uh, the Pope gets a huge strike, big old slap to Joe's jaw early on, and that kind. And Joe is like, "Oh shit! Oh my! Oh yeah. my jaw!" And that lets the Pope get take advantage and get on top in the match. Mm-hmm. But eventually, but this was actually cool: is that the Pope is beating down Joe. Like he is like Joe's on the ground and, and Pope is punching down at him. Joe gets his legs up, grabs his arm, and locks it, locks in an arm bar, and that makes the Pope tap. Yeah, that like, was that was actually that was like, actually pretty cool. Like, like for a guy called the Samoan submission machine, we don't actually see a ton, don't see a ton of like variety of submissions from Joe. It's mostly the chokehold. The Coquina, yeah. the the future name Coquina Clutch. So it was really cool to see Joe win with an unusual move in a way that like makes him look smart and opportunistic. Oh yeah, as great little technical flourish there. I feel like the fact that Pope was in control for a weird amount of that match, like he did not seem nearly hurt enough to tap to that. But you know, sure, it was it was a cool moment from Joe nonetheless, mm-hmm. and. uh yeah, well, too too much for learning any lessons about getting too focused on submissions. No, nothing was learned. Uh, he'll it's tap fine. Out, he'll just tap out the bottom half, and then it's yeah. fine. And then, he, and then we're yeah. good. That's that's the real lesson: is don't don't focus too much on submissions. Just focus on submitting the easy guy. Yeah, the Thank easy you, dubs. Uh, yes. But Joe gets a submission, and he has now taken the lead on James Storm with forty-seven points. Yeah. That's that's crazy. So Samoa Joe is now at the top after James Storm got dicked out of his mat with angle. Yeah. Uh ripping. Then feet. after after the match, we get we cut to earlier from today when Bobby Roode is coming into the building. He is accosted by some interview guy who asks him, like, oh, hey, you, you were like the last person to see Hulk Hogan before he got jumped by the ace and eights. You got you got any alibi for that? They tell and Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode responds with the correct point of like i am not the only motherfucker around here who has problems with hulk hogan um which like true but i i kind of did enjoy they spent an episode trying to us like like they read it's a little little red herring of like maybe bobby Roode is behind the aces and eights correct i do i do appreciate that um yeah but he is he is utterly fucking correct that yeah he is most likely not the only dude here who has problems with Hulk Hogan. Uh, so yeah. So, but then he's, but then, yeah, but then he, they do ask about Aries and he's like, I go, it's a fluke. It was a fluke. And I'm going to prove it tonight. He, <laughs> he starts freaking the fuck out. The, the fluke freak as we like to call it. Yeah. And then Jeff Hardy's music hits. 
And he's like, hello to my creatures. He calls his fans the creatures of the night. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. I actually, man, his fucking like eyelid eye makeup thing is actually Gosh, really it's cool. cool. It's a hell. cool effect. Yeah, yeah, it fucking works. Um, so he's like, I got somebody in mind I want to call out, but we will never know what he would have said because <laughs> out comes Robbie E with Robbie T. Which and... I have two rule questions about this. First, no, Ro Robbie E, you are in fact losing the BFG by the rules of tonight that were established. You don't get to make a call out before Jeff Hardy. And also, I feel like it should probably be against the rules of open fight night that you crash somebody else's call out. Hmm. Nobody is here to enforce <laughs> the rules tonight. Oh, true. Yeah, it's oh, it's, it's anarchy. Oh, Jesus. As as Taz said later, total nonstop anarchy. Stop anarchy. Which, uh, thank you, Taz. Anyway, so... Robbie E's like, it's clear that everybody is ducking Robbie E. I'm looking at his uh -huh. record, and I don't think anybody is ducking Robbie E. <laughs> I think he has, I think he is the one who's gotten thoroughly ducked right in the face. Thank you very much. So he says he calls out Jeff Hardy, and there's nothing Jeff Hardy can do about it, which I guess by open fight night rules is correct, in that any call out is legally binding. <laughs> so but but his call-out should be invalid because it's against the rules. But there's only, there's no rules higher on open fight night than all call-outs are legally binding. So... Oh, my God. Well, well more importantly, uh, Jeff Hardy is, uh, is, is... He's just down for fucking whatever. So he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, I'll he's fight like, you. Yeah, he's like, I guess I had to wrestle this guy anyway, eventually anyway, so yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, get it out of the way. Let's just get this one out of the way. Um, it's too short for me to really have anything interesting to say about it. Uh, at one point, Jeff Hardy's going to the top turnbuckle, and Robbie T pulls him down, like, and you see, he pulls him down, and you see Jeff Hardy fucking flop nasty style. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. I was like, that man just fucking died. And then um, Robbie T's like, I didn't, I didn't do nothing. I'm standing uh, here menacingly. This incenses Hardy, who just basically says fuck the match and just goes to try and murder Robbie T. Which, and then uh, you can you can tell this is a match that's going to end in a count out because the ref counted at a normal pace. I know the Jeff Hardy loses in the fastest fucking count out I think I've ever seen for the sake of I guess establishing the beginning of a feud with Robbie T. Which oh, and also buddy, an I'm excuse so to give Robbie e any points at all. I Why? guess. Why would? But you whatever. Do that? Jeff Penguin. Hardy like ripped his shirt off and started choking Robbie T with his shirt. Yeah. Um, but whatever, Robbie E gets his first five points. <laughs> Congratulations. Stupid. You are no longer in last for now. For now. <laughs> this yeah, this this episode is a real L in terms of shit like that. Yeah. Um, but then in the back, we see a young man. We see a young man, the next gut check challenger, Sam Shaw. Yes. Which, Which it's funny because I, I wrote a slash S note about I'm sure this will work out great for this guy, um, which has now multiple meanings after watching the episode. Yeah, but this is as we I think we talked about this when we went through the history of uh, BFG. We talked about this, but this is the future Dexter Loomis. Oh, fuck. 
Wait, so I guess it does actually kind of work out for this it, guy. He is absolutely run. one of the more successful gut check challengers in history. Wait, that's crazy. That's, 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 it's crazy that, like, that's, like, because he's just some guy here. He is yeah. so aggressively just some fucking guy. He does not look anything like the man Dexter Loomis becomes. Uh, he almost looks like he's doing like a slightly more unhinged John Cena cosplay as he comes out in like the long oh, shorts. I, I do see that. I see that with his yeah. weird shorts combo here and the spiky hair. Like, yeah, cursed alt universe John Cena is Sam <laughs> Shaw. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, don't you want to see another music video? From- no, hold on. You're wait, is this when they did the music video? Yes. This the this Shit. is the one they did. Okay. From good yeah, old so September morning. You Ooh. can bet. I let me look at this. I didn't. You can bet I didn't do any prior research into these fuckers. But I guess now, since if we're gonna talk about it, I will look it up. I do Before the fall, by uh, let's see if I can. Uh, it's not on Wikipedia, so that doesn't make so it's like I don't want to try to open a YouTube video that says TNA Hardcore Justice 2012 just to see the title. Um bum bum bum. Oh, is bum, this bum, the bum, official title? Is this the official song for the next pay-per-view? Is that what's going yes. on? Yes, before oh. the fall by September morning. Oh uh, you get it, and it's spelled like morning, like, like M-O-U-R-N. Yeah, yeah. Um September morning, uh, they are an alt metal band that incorporates a transmedia dark culture project created by Emily Lazar and Mark Silvestri. That that is me. That's what I read on the Wikipedia. Well, good, good, good for them. Uh, they're still, they're still, they still exist. They um, uh, they still uh. They're still they're still playing. They have not disbanded. Uh, the concept narrative created by Lazard Incorporated in the band and their performances centers around the fictional story of a human Grim Reaper hybrid named September as she navigates the worlds of the living and the dead. Oh, <clears throat> they this, no, they have a story. They have a whole fucking story as presented in like across music, comic books published by top cow productions image comics and live concerts they got a whole fucking lore what the fuck they got their own kayfabe i guess jesus but Uh, whatever before the fall was their second ever single um and non-album single that's cool for them it just kind of it just but the, the song happens uh, negative filter. It, it just happens over footage of of like and, DNA matches. But I will complain about the fact that it's entire. It's the entire song set oh, to the an entire, entire music video. Oh, you right? just you just fucking tune it out after a point. Like they WWE figured out on lock how to make this work. Is you have a picture of the song and the album, and. You do a voiceover where the announcers are like, we want to thank blah, blah, blah for song, blah, blah, blah for our upcoming show, blah, blah, blah. And the song (laughs) plays and it's all like 30 seconds long. Yeah, you you play the hook. You play play Limp Bizkit going, it's my way, my way, my way, way." or whatever. You play the hook and that's it. You don't play the whole four minute song in a music video. Well, well, like, 
playing just what looks like fucking house show footage over over yeah. the, the goddamn like song itself with oh yeah oh we're putting negative filters over some of the clips it's so edgy and then at one point there's just a title card that just reads three hardcore matches which i didn't realize okay, was will... this was a, this was the official song for their next pay-per-view so i was just like what the fuck does that mean yeah so this is all an advertisement for the next pay-per-view tna hardcore justice and they announced that basically there will be three bfg hardcore matches i'll just go ahead and explain what they're gonna wait do. they're bfg matches yeah so what they're gonna do is they're gonna have four three fatal four-way hardcore matches for the oh bfg series God. and they're worth 20 points it's oh it's another it's God. another bonus match like that opening gauntlet that they had oh my God. okay cool I so, guess. Have, so we now know that Hardcore Justice is these three Bound for Glory matches and uh, Aries and Rude. Sure would have been cool if they like made any mention of the fact this is advertising a pay-per-view. They were two. I mean, they do at the very end. Oh, they, do they? they I they fucking up, missed that. They throw up the graphic of Hardcore Justice on August 12th. But oh. they are too busy playing September morning. <laughs> <laughs> Telling the ever-important story of a human Grim Reaper hybrid trying to navigate the world of the dead and the living. Thank you for that press release. Like, brav, you know, a classic, like, small-time band weird concept <laughs> shit. We're just getting, we're just getting fucky with it. Why not? We, who's gonna tell us no? Um, well, anyway. Well, okay. Thank you for bringing that up, because the recap that I had didn't write down when the music video was. Woof. Right. So that we had that happens, and then we cut backstage to ODB, who is on her phone trying to call her husband Eric Young, Eric and being Young. like, "What the fuck? I sent you for beer and chicken wings months ago. What the months fuck? Months ago." And he, this was really funny to me though, is he's like, are, she's like, are you on your way? And he's like, and you can hear him be like, yeah, I'm, I'll be there soon. And you can watch Eric Young walking up behind ODB on the phone. Yeah, she somehow just doesn't notice this. But he pops up, and she's like, where have you been? And he's like, well, I went to go do that thing. went to go get the beer and the fried chicken, like you said. But then these dudes came up to me in a van. And, <laughs> and, and he just went on a – he just, like, suddenly was on a fishing show on the Discovery Channel. I assume this is, like, real – I assume I he assume was actually. Fishing, yeah, I assume the fishing show is real, and this they uh, Eric Young, you know, special host months. of this like random ass fishing show. But um, like, yeah, Eric Young just got in a white van, and it was <laughs> like, hey, do you want to be on a fishing show on television? It has fucking free fish spray painted on the side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely insane. <laughs> that is that happened. I have um, to say, Eric Young and ODB actually seem like they have a really cute on-screen dynamic, uh, which is cool. Sure is a shame their storyline is dog shit. That's also true. Based and also, I don't think they were ever married IRL. I'm pretty sure this is no, just of course kayfabe. Not. No, this is just kayfabe. Totally. Which this is a shame, because again, they seem kayfabe. cute. But, uh, but yeah, this is fucking weird. Um... But any, but ODB is like, go, okay, great. Glad that I know where you are, but seriously, go get the goddamn beer I ask about. Right away, honey. Yep. 
so and that he's off like is, a shot. That is that. We get a vignette, we get a vignette recapping the Claire Lynch stuff, and we cut oh, backstage yes, we to do. Daniels and Kazarian talking about how they finally proven what a scumbag AJ Styles is. And which, Daniels uh, has which, yet another uh, Apple teeny. <laughs> Yeah, does 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 he just have his own personal apple teeny bar in the impact zone? I guess does that's he the keep gimmick. Apple teeny like ingredients in his fucking locker. What I don't know, happening? man. That's the gimmick. Is he's always he's got apple teeny. He's just gonna keep yeah. drinking that. I've seen wrestlers build personalities around weirder things, um, but but yeah, they uh, the the fucking Kaz is like AJ like, Styles needs to man up and be own up to his mistakes. And the cameraman's yeah. like, so Claire says she has proof that the baby is AJ's. Do you know anything about this? They're like, nah, man, we just say shit. No, nah, man, this it it really feels like they kind of didn't even they kind of just accidentally like back ended their way into a real scandal. I know. <laughs> They're like, oh, we only know what what Claire told told us. So I guess yeah, Claire's talking to them now because she's yeah, evil Claire, now or whatever. Yeah, this is. So, I want to. I I absolutely need, and by that I mean I will never get. But I absolutely need the through line of like, at what point? Like, why did Claire after? Why did Claire decide to go to to Frank Daniels and Kazarian? after the reveal that AJ, that she was pregnant with AJ's baby. I could understand not, because AJ's denying it all, so I could understand trying to find another person to help you get the story out there or whatever. Yeah. Why go to them, who have been pains in the ass of everybody for months? Like, they're like, dicks. I thought you were family friends with Dixie, and they've been trying to ruin Dixie's life, even if they were completely wrong. Well, because the the angle they seem to be going for is like, I don't know, like Claire being preemptively indignant that AJ won't pay child support or something. Um, But you see, I could get that motive. I could get that motivation of it. But it comes the fuck out of nowhere. And also, what the baby isn't even born yet. Yeah, and like, what was the plan? Like, what was? Were you only gonna? Were you ever gonna bring this up to AJ? Like, clearly she's known for, I don't know, I don't know how many months pregnant we're supposed to think Claire Lynch is. It's extremely up in the air. Um, But she clearly knew before Daniels and Kazarian said anything. Um, Obviously. So at what point was she going to bring this up to AJ? Was she only going to mention this if it ever became, was she happy to keep that a secret until like Daniels and Kazarian busted the, busted the the truth wide open here or what i just i just don't under, like they they just turn her into like an entitled fucking bitch like that's that. true and, again, and we'll get into it we'll get to when we get like, to her promo later. but it's like this is bizarre turn it's so fucking weird and none of it makes sense uh but anyway oh it's gut check time yeah woohoo and jeremy borash tries to do does a generic interview with sam shaw about he's like i'm just excited to prove my i deserve to belong here and blah 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 aces and eights jump sam shaw okay, yeah what the shit ah to prove what a lawless country it is out here tonight aces and eights are gonna jump the fucking gut check guy I why know, why do they I keep doing fucking interruption angles on gut check people what the shit 
I, I, I know that like aces and eights, we're not talking about that arc here. We're not getting nearly deep enough into it to like, we're doing any real analysis of the aces and eights justify, arc. Yeah. But I do have to ask, like this, this episode throws a wrench into what you ima- might imagine their motivations are. Like Correct. before this, they were targeting Hogan and Sting. Two veteran legends of the MV business and people with some amount of authority on impact, even if Sting is just like locker room leader who's bros with Hogan. At least that's yeah. something. And then this episode, they open by attacking Kurt Angle, which is a which is still kind of in that same vein, right? Like Kurt Angle, heavily respected veteran, one of the best wrestlers in the locker room in, in the history, blah, blah, blah. So it feels like they're targeting, they're like, you could argue they're still making these like targeted attacks, right? And then, but then they attack Sam Shaw, who is just a dude. He is just they're a just, gut check dude. Why are they attacking him? Because fuck you, chaos, baby. We're the Joker. Fuck! We're the Joker. We're no, there anarchy. Is, there is no shittier motivation in, in writing than just being chaotic because then you can justify literally anything and just be like, it's because they're chaotic and it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to have a through line that you can follow. It, it's just, they just did it. It was chaotic. Ugh. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just random and crazy. LOL. And, so random, but not. And it's, yeah. 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 The, that, that feeling when the, the motivation of your new bad guy faction is law, random XD. Um, but like, it's, it's just crazy. They keep doing this to fucking gut check people. Like what are they trying to test to see how well gut check people can sell fucking TNA's random ass swerves that they're liable to get thrown at them at any random fucking moment. Jesus Christ, stop. Stop doing this. I hate gut checks so Mm. much. Fuck, stop it. Either make it a fucking shoot or make it a fucking work. Don't do this weird middle ground shit. I hate it. This is why I know Vince Russo is still fucking here. This is how we know Vince Russo is still here. This is uh, the right amount of weird combination of work and shoot. That uh, and messy endings and, and uh, clear hatred for the actual sport of wrestling. Uh, Russo is still fucking wriggling his way into there. Fuck. But whatever. They got they cut the commercial and they and we get back. We see them all the the officials and the judge and the gut check judges helping Sam Shaw to the back. We will get more on him later, actually. Um. Oh, I forgot to mention back in the Samoa Joe match, uh-huh. they announced during the match that. Dixie Carter had signed a hot new free agent to TNA. Oh. And if you wanted to see more about it, go to TNA at TNA Dixie on Twitter. And I continue to be completely befounded that befounded, TNA does I love not that. have an actual social media team or anything like that, or even just a TNA Twitter account. You they can like them on Facebook, though. They tell people to follow Dixie Carter's personal Twitter to get TNA and, news. And and if you want to find out the latest TNA news uh, on this new signing, uh, you can either wait until later in the show to find out, or you can go to Dixie's Twitter right now, which 
great, great viewer retention strategy, dipshits. I'm wondering why you you failed so miserably in the in Monday Night Wars 2.0. This um, is sad. This was garbage. But anyway, I just remember that. I just remember that stupid shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, mi- so Mr. Gut Check Guy doesn't even fucking get his match. They announced later no. in the episode that he gets it next week. But Jesus Christ. Woohoo. That means I get to watch it and you don't. Ha, um, fuck you. Anyway, Mr. Anderson Anderson, Anderson Anderson comes out and he's like, a few weeks ago, I called out one of the biggest douchebags that TNA has to offer. And he pauses as if the crowd is going to, is waiting with anticipation for his answer. And then he goes, Christopher Daniels. And then a couple of people cheer at that. And he's like, why are you people cheering for him? Yeah. Ooh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't really work out for him. Um, why did? Well, I just don't understand why Ken Kennedy, why WWE didn't stick with that Ken Kennedy world title push. I don't know why <laughs> that they didn't give him more chances when this guy, and this is the promos we're getting from this guy. No, he well, he, Austin. He's the microphone guy. That automatically means he's good. Shut up. Um, but anyway, fucking, he, he decides he's going to call out someone he respects the hell out of AJ Styles. Who yeah, also he says he, he says he like loves and respects AJ, but he does need to bully him a little bit for his BFG points. Thank you. I, yeah, because AJ is also near the bottom of the pack. Of, yeah. In the in again in the hitting series. that fucking exploit. AJ Styles is great, but he's not having great luck in the fucking. BFG series. Right, right now it is imply it is implicit that he is distracted by this Claire Lynch bullshit and is yep. not and he's losing a lot. For he is it. made into a de facto jabroni for one of for one of the top guys in the series to dick on. Again, just yep. keep hitting that exploit. This is fair. Don't question it. Fuck. Yeah. So AJ and Mr. Anderson, I mean, it's a decent match. Um, it's pretty, I, it's well, I don't, decent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of match notes you got on this one. I, I, I got a couple of things. Uh, I did get from this is where commentary talks about having no authority figure in the impact zone tonight. And uh, they mentioned that Dixie is in is in New York City meeting with Spike TV people, which I'm only imagining the Spike TV people going. Look, I know we have some body shit on our sh- on our like channel, but why are you having a drug addict rape one of your top stars? Uh, hey, we haven't got to that quite yet. Yeah, but. well, um, anyway, so, uh, yeah. I, I did a couple cool spots. I got notes of mm-hmm. AJ leaps. There, there's a there's a cool bit where um, AJ like leaps over the top ropes onto the apron where Anderson is, but Anderson rolls under the the ropes back into the ring. So AJ yeah. immediately reverses corpse and course and leaps back over the top ropes into a crossbody on Anderson. That I feel like cool. it is. I feel like it is easy to forget sometimes how stupid athletic AJ Styles was in his prime. Yeah. I like mean, he's, he's absolutely freaking. I mean, he's really athletic for like a 45 year old now. Yeah. But like in his prime, absolute freak of nature. Freak of nature makes all of this shit look fucking effortless. It's, it's insane. Uh, I mean, this is just, it's a good matchup. Anderson's, a, you know, like a pretty solid, like brawler. And, a- yeah. and AJ is high flyer as fuck. So Anderson's I, trying to get those like desperate that, wailing hits yeah. in. I think the worst part is just because like it is the story is two dudes who respect each other. So it's like, I don't have a ton of emotional attachment to what's happening here. Yeah. Like, uh, and like you have the AJ is distracted thing. 
But again, like fucking. It like, comes up. We, that, I mean, that feeds a lot this. more into the finish than it does the overall match. And also, like, we've done this already. We've been doing the, like, AJ's distracted. So we're just watching the same, like, ah, he's he's struggling to keep it speaking, together shit. Speaking of speaking that. Of, um, know, I do, I do, I do want to point out uh, a a couple more spots. Um, okay. Anderson tries to hit the mic check on AJ. AJ counters this and like does a I don't know flying kick to Anderson's upper back, and Anderson just kind of like staggers and flops forward like fucking planks. That was funny. Um, and then um, Anderson, you know, goes. Uh, it takes takes AJ down from the top rope in a superplex. Oh, I'm sorry. As Taz dubbed it, a super duperplex. Thank you, Taz. Thanks, Taz. Uh, which AJ is dying, but he still kicks out, and we go into like a desperate little like chain wrestling back and forth for for like about ten seconds before yeah. Anderson gets the gets the three count for and yeah. Wins. So AJ hits the Pele kick on Mr. Anderson. He goes for the Styles Clash. But Anderson gets out of it and he rolls up AJ Styles for the one, two, three. Uno dos trace. Again, AJ AJ, is lost again. AJ getting pinned by roll ups. That's where AJ's at right now. True. Uh, So after the match, they shake hands and AJ's still kind of upset. And then here comes Claire Lynch. Claire's like, hey, AJ, hey. She like just comes in from the from backstage into the yeah. crowd holding big sheets of paper that we will soon learn what those are. Oh, like, yes, hey, we will. I'm talking to you. Hey, I, I, you wouldn't answer your phone. I want to talk about this privately this week, but you wouldn't answer my calls. So I'm doing this now. Yeah, AJ's apparently ghosted her, I guess. Rude. We're a little rude, AJ. A little rude, but also maybe he's entitled. Um Claire Lynch feels so, very entitled to AJ's time and an investment in this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, so Claire is like kind of stunned that AJ for some reason is just seems to have forgotten that night they had. That hmm. hot, passionate night. Oh, she keeps had. referring to it as so hot and so passionate. I'm like, please stop. Uh, please please stop, stop talking about it like that. But then... She's like, hey, I mean, I know we were drinking. I mean, I know you don't drink very much, but you drank a lot that night. Who? Oh! Red flag! Red flag! Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> so Claire funny. Claire almost certainly, like, raped AJ. Hey, we, which... haven't got to, we haven't got to that part yet. Hold on. I don't know. I feel like we've gotten to that implication pretty heavily. Well, I the think fact we that... really get it when we get to what she points at her evidence, okay? Yeah. Oh, AJ, God. So AJ's like, the only night we had together is in your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? And Claire's like, oh, okay. You don't want, you say you don't remember how well, I got the evidence. And she pulls out these massive printouts of pictures that were on her phone and i can't emphasize this enough that in every single picture aj styles is unconscious or close to it every single picture is a picture of claire posing with a nearly unconscious aj Styles, and they're both like naked yeah obviously this is because these are alleged sex pictures. Yeah, and she has players. she has a picture. She takes a picture of AJ's tattoos. Yeah, to is, make sure. Which, if you don't know what those are, it is 
massive block letters of AJ on the side of his of his of his torso and the birth dates of every single one of his kids. Yup. And she's like, you're gonna need to add You're gonna need to add to one that. more. That's so fucked up. That's so fucking fucked up. But yeah, let's and- just go ahead. Let's just go ahead and, and say it outright here is that the implication has to be that Claire date raped AJ Styles. Yup. Yep. He doesn't drink very often, but he apparently <laughs> was really drinking it hard that night. She took a bunch of pictures of him while he was mostly unconscious, and and, and now showed it off on on national television. National television, Crazy, AJ's right? revenge porn. This just keeps getting better and better. This is revenge porn. Now, you, I didn't think of it that way until you just said it, but this is uh-huh. this is revenge porn on yep. top of the date rape um, implications, and AJ being like, "I don't remember any of this. I don't." <laughs> I have no memory. Oh, that's good. Yikes. 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 Now, I'm not going to say that that TNA didn't want you to come to this implication because Claire is a heel now. And we can cycle back. We can cycle back on that in a minute. Which, which yeah, yeah. So, like... They want you to be sympathetic to AJ. Uh So maybe they did intentionally make this look like a date rape thing. I actually don't know. And I am excited to watch the next few weeks of episodes and see how they choose to address the evidence presented to AJ Styles here. I swear to God, if it turns out that Claire's just really good at Photoshop. We'll see. We'll see where they go with this here. We'll see where it goes. I, I want to know how Claire thought this would look. Like, she is presenting this evidence as if this is the hot, gotcha, TMZ proof, ev- proof evidence that AJ had an affair with his wife. With her. And yeah. none of, and ab- she has presented absolutely nothing that makes this feel like it was a consensual affair. No. I mean, if we're being real, probably what the thought was, again, Vince Russo is almost certainly still here. There was probably just the thought of, oh, we don't need to make her motivations consistent or sensical. She's a drug addict. She's and this crazy. Is a twi- it's the swerve, bro. This is the swerve, bro. Women, am I right, bro? That's... That is what's happening. This has Vince Russo written all the fuck over it. This is his goddamn doing. And it's 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 about as terrible and and tasteless as you'd expect. And like he doesn't have like the fucking network pressure of WWE breathing down his neck. They're on goddamn Spike TV. Anything goes. They will not care. They, they don't give a shit. Vince, Spike TV is where Vince Russo truly fucking blew. Vince Russo never should have been a wrestling guy. He should have just been a writer for A Thousand Ways to Die or Mansers or whatever the fuck else. He prop, He could have been a writer on The Man Show, and I think he, he would have been happier. He, I, I, maybe he was trying to use this as, as, as his in with the rest of Spike TV's programming. Because this has him written all the fuck over it. Why, why would we... You know, already, the, the very... <laughs> 
heavy topic of drug addiction that we're addressing on our Except wrestling are we, show. Are we even really addressing it no, anymore? No, because we turned our sympathetic fucking drug addict waif into an entitled rapist bitch for the swerve, bro. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fucking I hell. Fucking hate Vince fucking Russo. Holy fuck. Oh my god. It's gross and it's weird. This is storyline has taken so many weird goddamn directions at this point already. You know? Uh, everything. Everything to do with this is just the worst decision. Like, this is... It's so insane to me that you would have this... You would introduce this character as like, oh, woe is me. I am a recovering drug addict. And then a week later, you reveal that she's actually pregnant with AJ's baby. Mm-hmm. And four weeks later, you have her full on healing up. Like you need to do the right thing, AJ. And how could you forget that hot, passionate night we had while you were drunk? And it's like, yeah, I don't even, I don't even know what makes you want, think to do it this way. Like what, what neuroses are, are going off in your brain? To where you want to write a wrestling show with a storyline that, that follows this path. Because Austin, women, am I right, bro? <sighs> and also, I don't know, drug addicts are gross, question mark. Except uh, they're not even talking about her being a drug addict anymore. So, yeah. like, is that even in the, are we even trying to make that the implication? I don't. I. I, I don't we know. Stop talking about her being a drug addict as soon as they said she was pregnant. That is. That is true. Again, I could see that feeding into like Russo's thought process of like doesn't have to make sense, bro. Because she. Because she's on the drugs. She's crazy. As Russo, fucking, proceeds to bump a line of coke while writing this fucking plot. Um, but uh yeah, it's just the worst, and and I'm glad we are we got a short segment of it this time rather than it was at least it's, at least it was much less short or mu- 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 it took up a lot less time than the fucking boring ass nothing burger shit we got last week of like tell us this story about uh about this crazy like adventure you were on misadventure with your drug addiction Claire made it sound like the most bo- boring banal thing ever. Mm. Oh they're giving God. her well give them this they're giving her more material to work with this yeah time. true oh not, boy uh, not uh good mat- i not not great material mind you but they're giving her more material to work with this time they took notes that she can't improv super well so they're like all right we'll put you on extremely specific rails so yeah, we we're not done yet. We are gonna have to settle this. I will. We're gonna have to settle this issue of AJ being the parent of the baby or not. I don't know. Find out. We'll get there. But AJ has the pictures, and he is like catatonic at looking at them. Unfortunately, AJ Styles is too busy looking shocked and dismayed to to get a sense of what he think, what he has to say about them. You know, maybe we'll hear next week his opinions on the matter. Mayhaps. 
But then we then jump away from that entirely to cut to a Bellator commentator, Sean Wheelock, joining guest commentary for a match. Sean Wheelock, who says, I'm I'm such a huge fan of Impact. I've been to one of your house shows. And oh, I, yeah. I mean, admittedly, that's a pretty, like, going to a TNA house show does imply some commitment. That's fair. That's fair. But it's just, it like, it's the fact that it, he specified, I've been to one of your house shows. Not, oh, I've been to, like, BF, I've been to the BFG series in the past, and, and I, and I've bought, like, I, I've I've watched all of your pay per views like uh, like when they fucking happen. Just no, I'm a huge fan. I've been to one of your house shows. Okay, Sean Wheelock. Great. Um, but the corporate Rob, synergy do be synergizing. Rob Van Dam is here, and I I do gotta also ask. Um, what order did the were they planning to bring these people out in? I guess. They've been following. I guess it was order from one, two, because James Storm was first, starting going in. And he called out Angle. And then Joe was next. And then came out Jeff Hardy, because who was ahead of Anderson before Anderson's match. Mm -hmm. And then Anderson called him out. And then I guess the next person up, it would it could have been Magnus or Rob Van Dam. Both were sitting at the same Rob amount Van of said, Listen, time. You fucking jabroni. and they were like lol no way magnus you are not as big a guy as rob van dam sit your ass down True. so Respect they were going in so they so they were somehow actually they actually plotted this episode in the correct order for the gimmick they gave the episode which i'll give them that that they managed to overcome their own fucking convolution to do that but also fuck crazy anyway he calls out the fallen scumbag christopher daniels there can only be one only one of us can have an acronym name that ends with a d there can only be one yeah so it's this match is all right i think i think i do i do need to shout out that unlike the last open fight night when CD brings his apple teeny out, he actually chugs it before getting into the ring instead of just like setting it unfinished on the apron. My question is: the only times we've seen him with an apple teeny are on open fight night. Is this an open fight night tradition of his? Is it like is it is open it, bar at open fight night? One a month. Is it is 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 it like his open night open fight night treat to himself that he has a fucking apple teeny? No, it's it's open bar at open fight night. That no, that that does that that would make open bar open fight night. It's basic math, SpongeBob. They said um, open. They said open on both parts. Uh, that's that's how that works. That's how that works. Um, the yeah, the matches is fine. Sean Wheelock on commentary says that he's worried about aces and eights showing up and fucking up Bellator seventy two. <laughs> God, that would have I honest honestly oh. I would have loved to have seen them try to run a stupid <laughs> angle on a Bellator show like that. Oh yeah. I mean you could hear Sean Wheelock like you could hear the gun that was held to his head as he was forced to as say that. As he was suggesting that idea. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I would rather die. <laughs> Bet. No, it's MMA pro wrestling integration is so fucking funny to me because those are two audiences who like 
even people who like both of those, even people who like both of those things, do not want those two things to intersect at all. Yeah, we've seen what happens. It's called the fucking brawl for all. Not even that. It's just like, it's it's. There are a lot of ex and current wrestling fans within MMA for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think for to some level on sometimes MMA fans like the kind of like WWE esque storyline beefing. In I mean, they love you know the Ultimate Fighter was a very popular reality show for them. So you know, it's definitely not. They're not totally against it. They're not total squares who are they're like, a, we need everything. Not completely above it, no. But they also definitely don't want literal pro wrestling angles on MMA. And wrestling fans famously only watch wrestling. Like, <laughs> the, like that is the thing that, fr that has frustrated TV advertisers every f for decades, is that Pro wrestling fans will not watch another goddamn thing on any of their TV networks except <laughs> wrestling and wrestling adjacent programming. Uh, uh, you will not convince be... them to watch anything else. That's why. That's why fucking uh, Total Divas was a thing. They're like, we want to sell a reality show to wrestling fans. Okay, you have to make it about the wrestlers they give a shit about. Or yeah, else like, no go. You know what? You know what? You know what kills ratings for for AEW Collision in the fall? Shockingly, it's not college football. The thing with a much bigger audience. It's fucking WWE pay per views. <laughs> The, the the hive mind just just gets attracted to the biggest flame. Now oh. WWE has a larger casual audience that will like for say dip out of watching Raw to go watch Monday Night Football, for example. That's a well established trend. But when so you're fun. dealing with like things very deeply in the wrestling niche. No, all these fuckers want to watch is pro wrestling. <laughs> it's, I mean, I can, I can confirm all I fucking, I don't like, well, actually I do. The, the, the lead-ins, I, I feel like the lead-ins are very important. They'll enjoy a good lead-in. Uh, they will and, enjoy the last not, not five minutes the last of a five minutes. The last five minutes. No, they are never watched. No one has ever watched. No wrestling fan has ever watched The Accountant. They've only no, watched no, the last no, 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 five. No, they've only I, watched. They've only watched fucking. Uh, fuck. What's the actress's name? <laughs> Anna Kendrick looking at a dog portrait. That's they watched that. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it is the last five minutes because so when we used in, in my friend group when we used to pirate AEW streams before I got my fight subscription, um, it would just be a pirated TBS stream, and yeah. we would always get like the last five minutes of a Big Bang Theory episode before beforehand. So much so that 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 a uh, friend of the show and and uh, former uh, former guest star Dominic Bianchi. Uh, after we switched over to fight demanded that before we would turn on uh episodes of AEW on fight we would go onto our plex server pull up a random episode of big bang theory and watch the last five minutes just that's so he could get that lead in experience insane. <laughs> insane shit
That is the one other thing wrestling fans will watch is that five minutes of lead-in before. Hell yeah, I watched NXT this week and watched the last five minutes of an SVU episode. (laughs) I love turning on Collision and getting the last five minutes of Star Wars Episode Six for the billionth time. (laughs) So many wrestling fans have watched the the funeral of Darth Vader so many times. (laughs) And the birth of Darth Vader, equally as many times. It's like poetry. Oh, yeah, it rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> so yeah, wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah, so back to the point I was making. Why do a crossover of Bellator and TNA? No one wants that. You fucking Bellator. What the fuck even is a Bellator? I'm pretty sure that's a that, that's a type of fungus you get on your foot. Like <laughs> that's the, that's the solid number two MMA promotion. <laughs> my point exactly extremely solid number two oh baby oh is that oh is it a solid number two not a but hey if you are a tna wrestler who wants to pretend that you that you're going to get into mma brother it bellator has got a spot for you yeah really like uh as an example gig bobby lashley (laughs) when he was like i'm gonna beat up cans in MMA a little bit. You can bet your ass. Well, actually he did it with, he is, he actually did not fight in. Nope. There it is. Yep. He signed with Bellator in 2014 to 2016. Guess Ouch. when he was in a, when he was in TNA, he fought God and goddamn Bellator. Is that where Jake Hager beat up cans too? Or is that UFC? No, let me see. Let me look up. Where did Jake Hager beat up cans? I also <laughs> which love those, that which the those MMA of you world... don't know. We we do run a we do run a fuck you know we do run a wrestling noobs podcast, not an MMA noobs. Famously, podcast. none of you fuckers give a shit about MMA, including us. So, so just so you know, the term "can" is referring to wrestlers who are to, uh, MMA fighters who are total goddamn jabronis who exist yeah. to let get, who get to get beat up. By, it's the MMA by, version of a jobber. Yeah, and guess what? Jake Hager fought in Bellator. Yes, yeah, baby, let's fucking go. If you are a wrestler that wants to dabble in MMA, Bellator has got a spot for you. I see like being a jobber in wrestling is one thing. Imagine having it effectively be your job to, to, to be a jobber in legitimate fighting. How fucking depressing and terrible to get your shit rocked for real. (laughs) Like we acknowledge that you have enough talent to be at this level, but you do not have enough talent to ever win. (laughs) Get I hope they get good hazard pay, man. <laughs> also, shout out to Jake Hager who sucks so hard that in one of his fights against a can, he ha- he he got DQ'd for punching him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even win the fucking fight with a can. <laughs> <laughs> That's goddamn amazing! Holy shit! Damn it, people give CM Punk shit for his MMA career. God he damn. Lost, CM Punk lost with dignity. As much <laughs> dignity as possible, I guess. Compared to Jake fucking at least he didn't, at least he didn't get at least he didn't punch a guy in the balls. <laughs> uh, 
the well famously that can tried to steal Jake Hager's hat. So you know that that's that's a crime punishable by fucking death. Sure. Uh this match anyway, Rob Van Dam versus Christopher Daniels. It's a fine match. Yeah. Uh I I didn't it's really too, get that many. Pretty, notes. It's two pretty highly athletic dudes getting a couple minutes yeah. to do stuff. Just just having fun together. Love me some RVD, love me some C D. Um mm-hmm. Wheelock on commentary uh, talks about how much Bellator dudes like doing suplexes, and Taz goes nutty. Um, also, uh, RVD, that the, I do. You have any match notes before the ending? No, of course not. Okay, uh, so RVD uh, hits the Rolling Thunder, which once again looks fucking awko in the smaller the smaller impact ring. Like, I'm not going to lie. I love the rolling thunder. It, Oh, the, the timing on it is always a little jank, but like in the tiny mm-hmm. ass fucking not mm-hmm. tiny, but like the smaller impact ring RVD is definitely like trying to correct for that shit. And it makes it even like the timing, even more jank. Uh, yeah. but he, he tries to hit the rolling thunder, <laughs> uh, CD counters it, uh, for the, for the dirty pin. Um, yeah, he, he he rolls, he moves out of the way. Then he rolls up RVD and gets his feet up on the ropes where the refs can't see it. Waka waka, Daniels with the dub, and he's got seven more points. Congratulations! And by Sean Wheelock, you sure were here. You were here. I, I think the only thing I even remember him about his commentary is when he's like, "This is looking like a Pier Six brawl," and they're like, "I bet you've been waiting to hear that say that one, haven't you, Sean?" <laughs> Did you get your the, Taz and Tanae are like okay? Did you get your stock line in for the night? Cool, thank you. Cool. Uh, then we oh, go back. We go backstage uh, to Austin Aries. Uh, he's ma- he making fun of Rude's little freak out, and he's like, "But you know, you're right, Bobby Rude. I shouldn't have beat you at Destination X because you shouldn't have been champion at Destination X. James Storm, James Storm should have beaten your ass." for that bell and so he's like he looked up the definition of fluke and bobby fruit's face is right there right uh, there aries is like i'm right here if you want to call me out rude and he, he does this whole promo about how everything about him trumps um bobby rude i feel like he used this i feel like he used that at that verb just for the ending line yeah i um, will say he does say, uh, your robe gets trumped by my cape. Jesus Which is Christ. a lie. That's an absolute well, lie. Yeah, first, first of all, it is a goddamn lie. We'll get to that when the actual match happens. And second and- of all, Jesus fucking Christ wrestling is so goddamn campy that we have two shirtless beefy dudes going, my cape trumps your robe. Okay. Okay. Austin Two Aries. extremely masculine dudes arguing over which of their which of their glittery robes is cooler. <laughs> but don't you call him short on Twitter? He's cool. Yeah, um, but he call, he says that his world title belt trumps Rude's dress belt, and then at the end, he a um the aces and eights hand falls out of his cape when he picked it up, and he's like. Aces and eights, I trump that too. Do you get it? Trump uh-huh. like trump cards, like card also, terms. I think the fucking aces and eights calling cards are glued together. They're I absolutely the, glued together. They are a hundred percent glued together in that formation because Aries picks them up and like they're just they're in fucking like perfect, perfectly fanned, just like they were when they fell out of his cape. So that's funny that they took some guy that 
goddamn Ace and Ace took playing cards and glued them together to make their goofy ass calling card. I'm glad they were. They were. I'm glad they did that. They were like, we gotta make this calling card legit. We gotta. Yeah. We gotta glue some cards together. <laughs> um, we get joined. Taz and Tanay get a call in from Brooke Hogan to explain what's going on with her dad, and she's like, dude. My dad has had multiple surgeries, brother. He's not in good shape, dude. But I don't really want to talk about it right now, brother. My, my father's been really heavily sedated, brother. He said consciousness wasn't going to work for him, dude. Yeah, and so they're like, cool, thanks, Brooke. So Hogan has <laughs> had multiple surgeries. So Brock Hogan, multiple surgeries, including his pelvis, a.k.a. they broke his penis. Um, <laughs> want to put that on the record. It's trying to fuck on me, dude. Yeah, they were... <laughs> They, they broke his pe they broke his penis bone. Um <laughs> gonna, gonna, why are they trying to do this to my pee pee, dude? Absolutely, brother. <laughs> um <laughs> Hogan is not gonna be here the rest of this art because he's recovered good. from his multiple actual back surgeries. Yeah, good. Fuck you. Uh then we get they get a recap of the Joseph Park thing from last week. Which, seeing this, oh yeah, Joseph Park out here with the most convincing and nuanced personality swap moment I have ever seen. Sarcasm. Um, <laughs> like, fuck, okay. This is, the, oh. this, is, this is the goofiest Jekyll and Hyde that's and then, ever and then, and then we get him backstage. I get backstage. I mean, this this whole clip is hilarious, honestly, because he's, he's talking to Garrett Bischoff. And he's like, you know, with your last name, you might come with a big risk of a lawsuit. No, <laughs> okay. No, what he first says is, with the, la with the last name Bischoff comes a lot of potential. No. Uh, that's incorrect. That's a fucking lie. Second, and legal liability. Okay, yeah, well, that is fucking true. Um, and he's like, well, you know, have you ever thought about getting attorney to be us at Park, Park, and Park? I've never talked about that, but his law, his legal law firm is Park Park and Park. <laughs> they couldn't even come up with two other fake names for the law firm. So are are the other Parks also Abyss relatives? Or? Yeah, I want to know. Are is this are the partners of this law firm three men can or women? That's three people conveniently with the last name of park or is it three people in the park family who are also who all became lawyers i'm no open idea. to either one oh my god the Which, first that one yeah yeah abyss is actually the black sheep for going into wrestling and not fucking well well i guess if they're running that abyss really is just joseph park then he actually is not the black sheep of the family. He just has a split fucking personality. Um, no, I am both a both a family law firm called Park Park and Park, and a law firm with three partners, all with conveniently the last name of Park. Both feel like CBS comedies, so I'm <laughs> open to either option. I I want I want to believe that like that the other two are unrelated and Park is spelled like remarkably differently like one is like fucking french like p-a-r-q-u-e uh it's mm. pronounced pa-k-e uh and the other one's like i don't know like p-a-h-k-r-e or something like that uh like just some goofy fucking shit yeah but anyway uh, at park park and park 
they specialize in all sorts of things. He's like, think about it. And Garrett's like, cool, great, I will. But I, I got to ask about last week. And Joseph Park is like, yeah, you're right. I mean, I didn't come away with a win there. But for the first time in my life, I stood up to my bullies. And I'm very proud. He's like, no, no, dude. Like at the end of the match, when you're at the blood and then and, and the black hole slam, like who who me? was that out there? And he's like, well, who me? It was me. What are you What are you talking about? I think you I think you've been hit too many times on the head there, son. <laughs> and <laughs> he says he says Garrett Bischoff, you're a dipshit with CTE, and then walks away. <laughs> no, so. He's like, so he doesn't know. He actually like doesn't know what he's talking about. I think we're, re- I think this is absolutely a turning point for this storyline. I'm just theorizing, by the way, that like now it's both known that Joseph Park is abyss, but also that Joseph Park knows that he's abyss. And oh, a, okay. And a, I guess the second one is pure speculation. I but I, I feel, feel still running that he's clueless because of the whole personality swap shit. I could go either way on it. Like, it depends on how you read his interaction with Garrett Bischoff, I think. Like, if you read that as, as like, genuinely naive or snarking. Yeah, that's fair. That, I think that, I think that depends. I think that, you know. Like, is he trying to gaslight Garrett Bischoff or is he just that clueless? Uh, we could go either way. Um very funny the notion of just wanting to gas like garrett bischoff only garrett bischoff as well everyone else only like, oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck I was like oh yeah i'm abyss that's right <laughs> like yeah <laughs> but only to garrett bischoff he's like no nah, what the fuck or you know I, I have a brother his name is abyss we are two well again he told he he told he fed garrett bischoff the line that his last name means he has potential he's clearly trying to fuck with him that's true um but after that, though, I mean, we're down to the last two BFG series competitors. No one wanted to challenge Bully Ray or Magnus, mostly really because they suck. Yeah, uh, which I will say, the little confrontation they have backstage when they come to this realization is still far more compelling than any of the fucking, like, backstage segments where we saw Hulk Hogan throw together random-ass main event matches for reasons. Uh, so, like congratulations these two jabronis still managed to do better fucking on-screen matchmaking than hulk hogan um which uh magnus makes the entrance first and then bully does the like cartooniest sneak up behind him while magnus got that fucking dora the explorer shit with the crowd going he's right behind you and he goes what Who's right behind Magnus me? needed the, the crowd. The crowd needed a chance. The crowd needed a chance. Swiper, swiper, no swiping. Bully, no bullying. Bully, no bullying. Bully, no bullying. Oh, oh man! man. <laughs> yes, outstanding. Um, Sadly, but, the crowd did not say did not do that, and so therefore was, he got the sneak attack on Magnus. That would have been so. Yeah, well, they didn't know the magic words. That would have been so good. Um, but, but the, uh, b- bully doing this doesn't matter all that much because Magnus does quickly take control of the match. Uh, Magnus yeah. is better than bully Ray. That's right. True, right. That's fucking true. Um, and, uh, we find out, yes, this is where we find out Sam Shaw is getting his rematch next week. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good for and him, then, I guess. I, I did make the note that I said the matchmaking was more compelling. I didn't mean that doesn't mean it's good. Um, now, uh, 
I these are two dudes I could not give less of a shit about. Yeah, Magnus here, and I actively do not like Bully Ray. Um, why? Here's a question: Why the fuck do so many wrestlers have submission moves that rely on doing air sits? Are they just all trying to like give themselves cake? Or is that is that is that the grand conspiracy? Is that like the sharpshooter is really just there so that Bret Hart could develop his ass to epic proportions? That- that is an interesting theory. That I just it just keeps happening. Dudes just keep having slight variations. Oh yeah, I'm gonna air sit while I hold on to my opponent's legs. Gotta work the ass. Get the squats. Work. In. True. That's fucking true. Why go to the stairmaster when you can just apply the sharpshooter or yeah. the four leaf clover? Whatever. I think, I think I think his was just a one leg Boston crab. Yeah, but it still had some name, like a four-leaf mm. clover or something like that. I don't fucking know. The four-leaf clover is also a sit-out, a sit-down sit move. I do know Yeah, that. well, there you go. Um, but, yeah, uh, Bully uh, gets out of this, though. Uh, finishes Magnus off with a cutter to get the seven points. Yeah, Magnus Ooh. goes for a top-rope elbow, eats total shit, and then Bully Ray them. just hits him with a cutter. With a diamond cutter. With a diamond cutter. And except he's you're not DDP, sir. Yeah, and he's not DDP. And then he gets the win, but he's fucking limping. And I'm not entirely sure this is a work. Because well, of the yes, yeah, because of that Texas cloverleaf. Is now, that, that what, oh is he selling oh is he selling the the Texas cloverleaf? Is that what he it was is? selling the knee? So I think I think that's probably was where that Oh, I thought from. he was selling the ankle, and I was like, oh shit. I saw um, him hold his knees. I was like, okay. that's what he's, he's I, selling okay, here. Um, that is the end of the BFG series tonight. So let's let's take a look over at the scoreboard. Let's get our try to follow along where we're at here. So we are sitting at number one, Samoa Joe with 47 points. James Storm at number two with 43 points. At number three, Kurt Angle with 27 points. At number four, Mr. Anderson Anderson, Anderson. with 23 points. At number five, Jeff Hardy with 21 points. At number six, Christopher Daniels with 19 points. At number at tied for seventh, Magnus and Rob Van Dam at 14. Woof. Tied tied for ninth. AJ Styles, Bully Ray, and the Pope at seven points. And down there at number 12, the very bottom, all by himself, Robbie E with five. <laughs> A mere five points. Congratulations to Bully Ray and Robbie E on their victories tonight. I'm sure you really have a solid chance of catching up. Their brother. first points of the BFG series. Hopefully, their only points. One can hope. We will uh, see. We will be back. I'll have plenty of updates for you for the next time we're here on TNA. Oh, I bet. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, our, our breaking announcement. Uh, you you had the patience to actually stick around and not just flock to Dixie's Twitter and turn off this fucking episode of Impact. Ooh, Javo! Donut! <laughs> Yes, Chavo Guerrero is all is all impact, baby. Chavo Guerrero has crossed the line. Oh shit, they don't use that anymore. Oh, um no. uh, this he is will be act- in total non-stop action 
uh start that is true yeah so so chavo i mean he was with wwe until mid 2011 when he asked for his release after working there for a decade mm. and so he spent a year now just kind of rocking up the indies mostly from wikipedia looking like he did local california shows and shows with world wrestling council in puerto rico indeed indeed they did and get now he has like footage of him yeah so yay he is here in tna which he actually has never worked there before oh um, this is his first time in tna because uh he was with wwe right after wcw went under and has been there since 2000, 2001. Crazy. So this is actually pretty cool. See Chavo yeah. Guerrero. In, uh, I mean, I this, thought it was neat. His release from WWE opens the door for him to be in Lucha Underground in a couple of years. That's true. They uh, they clearly don't fucking uh, have any footage of him from TNA either. They don't have any well, footage yeah. of him in TNA doing matches. No. No, but um, no, but they don't fucking they they clearly don't show this to the crowd because these episodes are pre-taped, so we get no like live reaction. Um, this they actually were taping this live. Oh, they were. They were taping this live. They just maybe didn't show this or didn't mic the crowd for the reaction. Because the crowd did not react at all. It's extre- uh, actually it's extremely. I'm not sure how if like I know they're filming these live, but like do does the crowd see the backstage video stuff i actually have no idea that is interesting yeah i don't know how the fuck it works for a tna taping i would it's, assume yeah, it, maybe not maybe not I, there's no guarantee of that i have no idea i just know that they don't i just know that they are doing live every week at this point because Fair enough. because bischoff and hogan were like you gotta you know to be to be a real competitor wwe you gotta be live every week just like them uh as you can bet this ran up the expenses for tna considerably and they were not nearly ma- they were not really making money before hogan and bischoff got here who let not these guys a lot of money come of power again that would be Dixie Carter. It would hired, be Dixie Carter. Hired them. Now the you could the best summation of the T of the Hogan Bischoff era of TNA from a business level was they tried to add on a bunch of expenses to make TNA look more legitimate, such as more touring and more and doing live instead of tape shows. That they did that, and then they were not making enough money to like justify those changes in those increased expenditures there's a reason that current tna tours like five places on a loop and has and tapes every and pre-tapes 90 percent of their shows yeah baby because live production and extensive touring are both it's massive expenditures. yeah it's unfortunate um but anyway uh so yeah chavo's coming that's exciting uh and then it is time for the main event breaking news austin aries's cape does not in fact trump bobby Roode's. Yeah, that's a total fucking lie aries cape that's, sucks aries cape looks like he got it at a fucking like costumes like five dollar costume store and then bedazzled it um mm. and R- rude's robe looks actually nice 
the match starts off and quickly we get a we want pizza chant I, or we that want... what they were saying because i didn't I, hear I, it i heard either pizza or t-shirts either way what i don't know what the fuck that was about at all i don't know either also i just noticed that the ref at least this ref and i assume the other refs have uh blue soles on their shoes cute uh cute um also why the fuck does bobby Roode make so many short jokes about austin aries he's not that much taller yeah but aries gets mad if you used to call him short (laughs) well we do know that well that's that's well see it well it makes sense why bobby Roode was able to call him short uh, cause he wasn't actually threatened, but then when ultimate leggy boy, Johnny impact called him short, he's like, Oh no, this meets fucking war. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, we do get uh, a kind of cool looking like backbridge submission hold from Austin Aries. Like he fucking like Sadako's his ass. And yeah, uh, I mean, I uh, think that, I think that Aries and Rude have really good chemistry with each other. Oh, obviously. Like, for a match between a kayfabe asshole and a real-life real kayfabe asshole, asshole um, these guys' at work together is phenomenal. And I, yeah. think they do, I think they do a great job here for, like, the ten minutes they get. Yeah, it's it's tedious to run this fucking match back on TV because open fight night, but like mm. this is part of the problem with open fight night is like, oh, in a fucking episode with compulsory call out shit, like of course it makes sense for the la- for the guy that just lost the heel that just lost the belt to be like, Hey, I want I it was a fluke, I want a second chance. So like you kind of paint yourself into a fucking quarter and it's tedious, but like no, these guys, these guys clearly know how to work each other really well, and they do. Um, it's 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 got a good pace. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it's like both of these guys, uh, you know, to sound really nerdy on this wrestling podcast. Very sorry, uh, I, uh, but I feel like both of them are like kind of multi-classers as wrestlers. Like <laughs> they are both, they both have a lot of technical prowess in ring. And Aries is just more of like a high fly cruiserweight on top of his of his um his technical shit, and Bobby Roode is more of a powerhouse on top of that. So like I would agree with that. Together they have really good chemistry, like in terms of real technical grounded wrestling, but then they play off of each other in that very classic lightweight versus powerhouse way. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, they they are doing a lot of like Austin Aries, like the slippery little fucker who's able to maneuver his way out of the shit that Bobby Roode subjects him to. Like Bobby Roode gets him in a, a, a crossface submission, which I have to say in terms of in terms of crossface submissions doesn't look like the worst one. It does look like he's like got the two hands applying at least. I mean, it's 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 button. better than the STF. Better than uh-huh. the STF, brother. Um, does it still look kind of easy to escape? Yeah, but whatever. But Ares escapes it in a kind of cool, non-traditional way where he, like, he kind of rolls himself around the pin, around the ring, and brings Bobby Roode with him until he's able to, like, slide Bobby Roode's back onto the mat and get a fucking submission attempt, or a pin attempt on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they're they're winding up, and they, they do this whole thing where... Um, Austin Aries keeps trying to disc it. He keeps putting Bobby Roode up against the ropes and tries to disc it, Larry, at him to the outside. Finally succeeds at this. 
jumps to the outside himself, and Aces and Ace comes in and starts beating Here up. Here they come and whoop his ass. This match is in, in a disqualification. Yes, Aries wins by DQ. Aces and Ace, which uh, it's funny because like uh, Bobby Roode stands in applause of this, but like in a way that did just cost him his chance to get this title back. It's a non. It was a non-title match. Regardless. Oh, wait. What the? What? Like when Hogan? Like when Hogan laid down this match last week? It. He was like, "You'll get your title shot at Hardcore Justice. This next week is not a title match." Okay, sure. Uh, either way. Um. So they beat up on Aries, and they 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 bring Aries into the ring, like push him into one corner, surround him. Brood is in the opposite corner and he like starts to stand and applaud him and uh, stand and applaud for Ace and Ace and gee, I wonder what the punchline is. Yes. Again, they're trying to this red herring idea that, that like they're working for, they're working for uh rude. And so far with the exception of the Sam Shaw thing, they all targeted guys that rude has had a problem with. So it's like, oh, this would make sense. Waka waka. No, no they kick you. his ass to chaos, baby. Don't need to reiterate what we talked about earlier. But again, it's all just chaos. Whose it's, side it's, are they uh, on? There's no authority what figure. Oh, plan? no. What is their yeah. plan? Just, oh, that's a great question. Uh, I'm sure once they start revealing their members, we will start to see the character motivations behind these very well-established characters that that are part of this this group. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that is this episode of Impact. It it was not a big. It was not a very like big episode in my mind. Opus Open Fight Night just felt like we were kind of going through a lot of the motions here. Um. Aces and Ace is active. I feel like they actively made both of their biggest storylines going right now worse, or two of their big three, with Claire Lynch, the date rapist, and <laughs> and um, Aces and Ace are just doing whatever now. Actively worse than where this storyline was. And these both of these storylines were a week so ago. So stupid. It's just all stupid. Uh, again, decent in ring work stupid fucking storytelling surrounding everything and the bfg series though is a consistent level of dumb yeah pretty much uh but that is it for this episode of tna impact we have a couple more of these to go as all we right on with let's see but, how much deeper this deeply fucked up iceberg goes holy shit yeah how much worse could they make it really I I'm sure somehow far worse still. Do I want to find out how? No. Do I have to? Yes. Fuck. Yep. Me. You are obligated to find out. God damn it. Uh, but for next time though, we head back to 1985. We're going back to to Jim Crockett. It's time oh, to go shit. back to Starcade. Get on the road. Or, or, wait, are we doing Starcade or are we on the no, road to Starcade? we're still on the road to Starcade. Okay, the road to Starcade. There we go. Last time it was all about how Dusty Rhodes' ankle is shattered and will his career ever recover? The obvious answer is, of course, it will. But we will see where the drama, the drama of course. 
And, you know, we have the, and we're here for Magnum TA, and Magnum TA wants a U.S. title match. And Telly Blanchard is like, fuck off. Fuck no, off. you've I'm had tight. all your chances. Fuck off. I want to take a vacation, which based around maybe you know, I'm fair. on your Telly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, what the fuck is this Magnum asshole doing, still doing the back of the line, dick? Yeah. All right, yep. So next time we'll be heading back to Jim Crockett in 1985. Uh, yeah. until, until then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. Uh, returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you all so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is you, used to, uh, you use to consume our content. We're just so happy that you're here. New people, hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, uh, either way, we hope uh, you, you feel welcome here. We hope things feel accessible to you here. We hope you've had a good time. If you want to keep having a great time with us week after week after week i'm going to make sure you know all the ways to do so first and foremost of course you can find us on youtube we are the noobs and knockouts podcast on youtube hit subscribe ring that bell make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode give us all that mm, sweet sweet engagement of of likes and comments helps out the show tremendously uh check out all of our playlists Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines that we follow into their own separate playlists uh, so that if there's a storyline you want to follow without having to skip around a whole lot, you can just do that all the way down. Uh, It's great. Uh, And also, it's the video version of our show. If you want to see our beautiful, sexy faces, Austin's beautiful new Chase U shirt, you know, these modeling uh, for us. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Uh, They they are are the new number one contenders for the tag team titles. And oh shit, I brother! Believe, and I want to believe that they're going to win because Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin are the tag champs, and they seem destined to immediately break up because Braun Breaker is going to SmackDown now. So oh, let's get the belt. Let's get the belts back where they belong, baby. All right, that's that's fucking exciting. Uh, so yeah, so you can see, uh, you can see all our, our, our video version over on the YouTube, but if you are one of those audio only freaks, as some of you are, uh, you can find the noobs and knockouts podcast on three of the best places to find your podcast, Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, uh, you know, be sure to check all of that out. Uh, you know, if you like listening to us, uh, again, we ask for your mm, sweet, sweet engagement, download our shows so you can listen to us offline, uh, give us ratings and reviews if you'd be so kind you know maybe some five stars maybe some advisories that people might check us out i don't know you know just just a just a thought off the top of my head um and uh you know just just enjoy listening to us audio only spotify google Podcasts, apple podcast uh of course past all of that uh we somehow exist past this void that we find ourselves in week after week uh if you want to follow us on the social media you can do so uh, on Twitter, we are at Noobs and Knox Pod on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Knox Pod on Twitter. Um, come check us out. We do the whole Twitter thing. We 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 meme it up. We engage in mind-melting IWC discourse. We put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode, so you guys always know what the hell is going on. Highlight of our Twitter is, of course, weekly wrestling live tweeting every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. We are watching and tweeting about AEW Dynamite. 
uh, and having a good old time doing that shit. Uh, additionally, when we have the time to, uh, when I have the time to, this is my responsibility, uh, uh, as shameless AEW mark that I am, sometimes we're watching and tweeting about AEW uh, Rampage at 10 p.m. Eastern uh, on TNT. Uh, or AEW Collision uh, on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Uh, you know, I'm, either I'm, way, I am caught up on AEW right now, and tomorrow, oh, shit, I will, buddy. tomorrow I will immediately be behind again because I'm going to be at uh, Unsanctioned Pro tomorrow. Oh shit! Of watching Collision. How could you? Um, uh, but e- either way, well, I will, I actually, I won't be watching collision either. I keep having shit to do on Saturday night. So I keep missing, but sometimes I do. Uh, so, you know, wow, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder why the collision ratings are so much lower than dynamite. What a weird, hmm. what a weird thing. Anyway, look how busy we are on Saturday nights. Uh, true, but they are all right for fighting. That is true. They are. Um, they, they, they are. Um, but either way. Uh, always check out the Twitter, see if we're tweeting up a storm about the AEW shows. On top of that, Austin, the knockout that he is, likes to follow all three of the major promotions, likes to tell you guys about all the shit that's going on in them. Uh, for, for a myriad of reasons, one, uh, you know, for all the, the noobs of the world, uh, if you're trying to find your place in the wrestling world, we like to give you a little sample platter of all the, all the things in America, at the very least you could be following, uh, and, and tell you guys about some of that shit. Uh, sometimes Austin even tweets while he watches some of the big pay-per-views, um, and, you know, it's our chance on the show to talk a little bit about the world of modern wrestling amongst all this retro shit. So, my friend, what is on the docket coming up? Right. So this is a weird, you know, this is one of those things of when we record versus when we release episodes, because happening this weekend, as of when we're taping, is TNA No Surrender and WWE Elimination Chamber. Uh, so... They will be done when we rec- by the time we drop this episode, but they haven't happened yet as of recording. So, great. So let's start with AEW. That's you know they have a pay per view coming up. They in, do like, next week on March third. Revolution. Revolution. Uh, we got a hell of a card already set for Revolution. So let's break it down for you. We got. Meet Madness. What is yeah. that? I don't know. Uh, we're, but it's, 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 we're here for what the AEW freaks want. More meat, more meat, more meat. Maybe, but we got Warlow, we got Powerhouse Hobbs, and we got whoever else. We don't know yet. Uh, they it better fucking include meat. John Silver or I will cut a bitch. That's true. Uh, then we have a singles match for the TNT Championship. Christian Cage versus Daniel Garcia. And, you know, this could have been a normal, regular feud uh, between two uh, guys who who just want a belt. But as it turns out, Daniel Garcia has a dead father. Like, just <laughs> recently passed away, I think, too. Like, Christian, Cage, Christian Cage Facebook stalked his way into learning that Daniel Garcia has a dead father. And also Facebook stalked his way into learning the exact location of the cemetery that his, that Daniel Garcia's father was buried at. So Christian Cage looks to add another young man to the patriarchy. Absolutely. Son. 
Yeah, then up in a, in a special family scene. is complete without another without a second child. Come on, now. yeah, ha, you gotta have. I think, I mean, we're all if with another child, I think you could argue that we have a wife, a husband, and 2.5 children. I think, we that's have, a, yeah, yeah, I fucking kill switch isn't a person, he's a he's a pet. Kill switch is a half dinosaur, so that's he's a half, ha, he's half dinosaur. Yeah, see, see, there we go. Three point five children. That's what I. Yeah. Fucking, fucking Nigel McGinnis calling Luchasaurus the the loyal pet absolutely killed me, and I will never let that go. That's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> speaking of fucked up, uh, Will <laughs> Will Osprey is here in AEW, and he is going to take on Kenosuke Takesha, which Don Callis has assured us. That you know, this is a fat fight between two family members, but it's okay. At the end of the day, the family's gonna stay strong. There will be no issues. Yep. Uh-huh. It's but yeah, Will, Willie Billy Osprey is join is now joining AEW. He is wrapping up his time. He's wrapped. I think, yeah, I think he has wrapped up everything in New Japan. It's funny to too because when he came and made his announcement that he was coming to AEW, bruv, he got the he got like a fucking hero's reception. So like, yeah, I'm sure he's I, totally gonna be healing it up for Don Callis. Yeah, I yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh, and then for a match for the Continental Crown Championship, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. You know, Brian's been talking that mad shit about Eddie Kingston being a bum for months, bum. but guess what? If Danielson loses, he has to shake Eddie's hand. Which, this worked out so well for Eddie the last time he put a stipulation like this on a match. I'm sure it'll be fine. Then, uh, for the women's championship, is timeless Tony Storm uh, versus her former best friend, Diana Perrazzo. And they were roommates. They're, this is the most and they were roommates Tony Storm has ever been. And <laughs> she did have a feud with, like, the outsiders the outcasts <laughs> so you know that's saying something there is a bar here um <laughs> for the AEW world title it's joey samoe samoe joe versus adam page now with mustache and no, one yes. functioning, one functioning ankle the best the best adam page and swerve when i drive strickland yeah, Prince Nana, and the dance we cannot and, forget. And the dance. I love that Prince Nana is getting his flowers now. When he was, he started this gimmick on in the early two thousands as a joke on the Nigerian Prince emails. So, and now we are. He is still fucking here. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's funny because they brought him in. And I'm like, what the fuck is this t early 2000s ass character doing here in the 2020s? What the shit is this? And then he just turned out to be the best thing ever, actually. Absolutely. So it it really feels like Paige is fucked here, not just because of his ankle, but because he yeah. is so obsessed with beating Swerve Strickland that I think the real question is, Will this lead to Joe winning or will this lead to Swerve winning? Mm, that he's mm. too obsessed with Swerve to get the dub himself. I am so excited. And what I, will I'm, and what will happen to Paige's mental state if Swerve wins the title? <laughs> I 
think he's just gonna combust. I think he's just gonna fucking die. <laughs> That's good points. Uh, then for the international championship, Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong, aka God, we gotta get a belt on the Undisputed Kingdom. This angle is not going great because Cole is injured and MJF is also injured. God, let's we gotta get we gotta get something going here, folks. Well, fucking Kingdom's got ROH tag belts. Now we gotta get Roddy Strong's fucking strapped up. We we are seeing uh the the belt the belts will indeed be exchanging uh, on this Revolution Eve. Yeah, there is no goddamn way in my mind that OC is walking out with that title. <laughs> Not a snowball's chance in fuck. Then on what I have to think is our main event, right? Uh, oh, a tornado sorry. tag match for the AEW world title. Sting and Darby Allen versus Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the youthful, <laughs> the youthful deer. Indeed, the EVPs, the extremely violent people. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, 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 no. I didn't say that, brother. Uh, but yes, the youthful deer. The youthful deer. Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Darby got blood all over. Darby and Sting got blood all over their nice white suits. They, have they just. They have refused to fucking get dry cleaned. I think. It's now it's now brown it's now rusted out I think by now. <laughs> Fucking yeah, it, it made for a cool visual for one night. Now it just looks like they shit themselves. Um, yeah. But uh, really and 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 well. also there's some old man floating around here that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him if I don't have to. So yeah, it's mood mood. All right. So then up next TNA. If you want to follow TNA on a weekly basis, you can do so. On Axis TV, 8 p.m. Eastern every Thursday night. But guess what? You probably don't have that channel. So we'll get to the real way to follow TNA every week, which is with a one dollar YouTube a month, you one dollar a month YouTube subscription to get TNA every uh, every week at 8:30 p.m. Eastern uh, for uh, commercial free uh, on YouTube. Uh, also, they have a streaming service, TNA Plus. It's actually a really solid service now. Like it is. Impact Plus, Impact Plus kind of sucked ass, but it they did. revamped with TNA Plus, and I really like this. I'll never, I'll, I, I will never get over the fact that like we talked mad shit about that on the podcast, and then like a week later, it was like changed to be a ten times better. It's like, well, fuck. Yeah, great. They uh, heard anyway, us. Anyway, they when when they don't have a pay per view going on, they only do like four or five pay per views a year. They have show, they have kind of B level pay per view shows on TNA Plus. And upcoming on March eighth is Sacrifice. The numbers don't lie. We're not. Oh, doing it. oh, but it's just, it's the same show. We're not, but we're not doing the fucking. We're not doing numbers. Don't lie. Uh and then for the WWE, um, uh, we, you know, it's that time of year, David. Oh, point April, to the sign, boy. April sixth and April seventh. Uh, I'm pointing at I'm pointing at a thing in my apartment. Trust me. I'm also pointing at a thing in my apartment. It's WrestleMania forty. It's here. Uh, we, I, I will say now that when we get to WrestleMania week, we will be doing the entire breakdown of WrestleMania weekend 
as oh, I yeah, did last baby. year. Oh, yeah, baby. The crazy fucking crazy shit. But for now, it, you know, April 6th and April 7th, if you want to watch WWE every week, Raw, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern on the USA Network. SmackDown, 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday nights on Fox. Or if you're a real freak like me, you can watch NXT Tuesday nights on USA Network at 8 p.m. Yeah. Eastern. Best goddamn show WWE's got going on a week-to-week basis. Fucking uh, fight yeah. me. Um, but, you know, they do all, they live stream all of their WWE shows on Peacock. Um, I will be like a mad lad attempting to watch Elimination Chamber live. I will update you guys next episode on how that's, I did on that. That's uh, fucked up, man. Live at 4 a.m. for the pre-show, 5 a.m. for the real show, live in Why? Australia. Why? Because fuck it, let's go. Wouldn't even be the first show I stayed up to watch live as it happened. Like, at Wait, a stay hour. up. No, don't fucking stay up. Go to bed at like 8 or some shit. At least do it the sensible way. After Rampage, it'll already be 11. And then it's like... Oh my god. Like, and it's like, can I really get up in five, only five hours? Oh, okay. But I, I stayed up for New Year's Dash uh, on January 5th with, for New Japan. That was a fun time. You're a crazy fucking fucker. Any way. WrestleMania, April 6th and April 7th, a two-night event. We'll be talking more about the card for that show when we get there and others yes indeed that is what is coming up in the world of wrestling that is what we like to cover on the twitter be sure to check all of it out um you know especially for all you newbies that want to see uh kind of kind of want to watch this stuff for yourself see what it's all about you know you can have a bit of virtual companionship you know uh if you enjoy listening to us on this pod ramble about wrestling for hours on end you'll like it over on the twitter it's it's a it's a character limited version of the experience and god knows sometimes we need our characters limited around here um hey. so, so be sure to check all of that out at noobs and knocks pod on twitter if you want to get more direct and long form contact with us you can email us at noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com that's noobs the word and this time knockouts pod at gmail.com come over and email us tell us what you think about the show request things you want to see us cover on the show uh tell us that uh our our hot takes are sexy and awesome or that they're fucking stupid either way you know start discourse with us we love people saying hi we would love to say hi back noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com and of course finally we are also the noobs and knockouts podcast on patreon you can find us over there the link for our patreon is in our twitter one dollar a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode shout out as always to friends of the show uh the sugar daddy and el lucha dead money 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 uh for their contributions uh, we, we very much appreciate you guys. Uh, helps out the show tremendously to get contributions like that. Uh, if you want to enjoy your perks along with uh, our boys there, uh, be sure to do so. Just a single little dollary duo a month. It's not that much out of your pocket. Helps us out a lot. And you get some cool perks for it. Uh, so be sure to check all that out uh, at our Patreon, Noobs and Knockouts Podcast. Once again, the link for that is in our Twitter. See y'all next time. Hasta luego.